Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Simpsons Index, episode 54. Hello, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And joining me tonight for this episode of the Simpsons Index is Claire. Hello. Jordan. Hi. And Danny. Hello. 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 And thank you guys for joining me tonight. And how are we all doing this evening? Well, fine. No, we were doing great, and then an event happened to us, to us. An event in the key of Springfield. Oh, yeah. So, yes, this is The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is each episode comes from a different decade. And starting out tonight, we watched a really bad episode from the HD era. Whoa, whoa, whoa. don't give it away. <laughs> so, yes, we just watched The 10% Solution. This was first released in December 2011. It is season 23, episode 8, and it was written by Dan Castellaneta. Cri- Who uh, was it written by? <laughs> it sounded like, like a Michael Crichton novel or something, you know? <laughs> the 10% Solution? Yeah. yeah. I thought it would be like a Lisa story with a title like that, some kind of science thing. Yeah, yeah. Hydro, premium, chloride, and then sideshow. Bo- um, you know I'm writing a better episode right now. <laughs> we always do. We'll get to writing a better episode, but first the show notes. This was actually written by... Dan Castellaneta and his yeah. wife, uh-huh. partner, wife, uh, Deb LaCousta. What a shame. One of the two of them needs to be fired. I've got so much respect for the guy. Had. I meant to say had. Yeah. Uh. Look, uh, he's written a few for the HD era. He might have written a couple in the teens. I'm not quite sure, but I really don't like his episodes. Mm. What are, do, you, do you know what ones? Have we done others by him yet? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure we would have made a point I out of it. I love Elliot's little face when we it's like, oh, really, Don't Elliot? ask me that. Don't ask me <laughs> that. Continue <laughs> on with that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't even do the in this episode. Krusty gets a new manager after being fired from the Krusty the Clown show, and he reinvents his show to be this big nostalgia trip thing for adult cynical audiences. And then he gets a deal with HBO... And then he gets fired from that or something, and then he makes a sex show with his new manager. It That's w- what happened, right? I Broadly think so. speaking. Yeah. yeah. I guess we don't need to talk about it anymore. Let's you wish. <laughs> you wish. Yeah, no, I, I do really want to. All right, look, I think that the general plot to the, at the start, you know, the idea that Krusty himself, all his references are so outdated that it's just not suitable for kids anymore because nobody understands him. That was a legitimate plot point. Like, okay, I, I got that. Yep. That made sense. Yep. I climbed yeah. on board. And then I don't know what the fuck happened. It just went the, all the, over the place. Yeah. Mm. The problem, even with that plot point, is that Krusty, who is apparently really out of date, was the one complaining about how all the cartoons were coming out out of date and obsolete. He's like, yeah. all these movies are out of date. All right? these cartoons well, are old. Okay, no, no. I get that they were trying to make a kind of a meta joke that it was like, it's almost as if you wrote the thing when it was relevant and then it took so long to animate that by the time it comes sure. out. Yeah. But uh, we've talked about this. I think a couple of times in the last few ones where there's been an Itchy and Scratchy where it's kind of like, Itchy and Scratchy episodes used to be kind of relevant to the plot. And it was like 30 mm. seconds, but it was still almost like three acts. Yeah. Almost. Oh, absolutely. But these were just like, hey, look, we're going to do ballet and then I'm going to kill him. Hey, uh, he's going to be doing rowing practice, then I'm going to kill him. And it did just feel like <laughs> pointless movie references. Yeah. Um, if they didn't drop the name social network, social I, wouldn't, pet work. I wouldn't have known that was a social network reference. I would no, have was thought. Was it? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I only know because at the end where they had... The still frame and then the writing over the top, like the... But I feel like there have been more famous movies that are famous for the closing credits thing. To bring up your point, Jordan, if they were trying to say that 
you know, oh, they're making the itchy and scratchy episodes terrible on purpose. That's a very dangerous game to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give purposely bad TV, it has to be bad enough that it's still funny. And this every wasn't. frame of that is taking up time of The Simpsons being bad. Exactly. And the other point I wanted to make was that even when their references were outdated, I mean, we all watched The Simpsons when we were kids. We didn't get half the references. Yeah. Think of Citizen mm. Kane. When we watched that Mr. Burns episode, like, had any of us actually seen that movie? No. Still haven't, no. <laughs> oh, right? man. All their best episodes are referencing old things. All the war movies they reference mm. in, like, the, the, the water bomb episode. The whole point, though, is that, you know, you can be making these deeper references to other media, other famous movies, other songs, but what you're making still has to be good in its own right. Yeah, they should be like second level. Yeah. yeah. And their old movie references were more like stylistic choices yes. rather than saying yeah. this Godfather is a par- and the oranges and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. This, uh, rather than doing this is a parody of something current. Oh, but it's not current anymore. So yeah. we're going to yeah. make fun of that. <sighs> I feel like if the point was that they're bad episodes... Why did it cut to Bart and Lisa laughing and laughing and laughing yeah. at them? You know, oh, yeah, because that's speaking of which, how your audience is supposed to how feel. How fucking awkward was that? Like the, first the Hitler, one. The Hitler stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Hitler coming not in on good. a steamroll. What the fuck was and, that? And Maggie doing the salute. Like not cool, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then Lisa kind of going ha 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 and like putting her arm down. But Maggie, don't who do was that. she? Who was she thinking was seeing them? Oh, don't let the baby learn to do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's sort of a cute joke about the naive copy nature of children you know monkey see monkey do nobody was doing that on the tv that's a good point hitler was oh hitler was yeah of course he was Um, but that's the other thing like i mean in and of itself that that to me would have led on to an episode about this tv is not good for you kids Yeah. yeah because what the fuck like message are they sending nope they just undercut it immediately by saying let's stop watching television and go to the television museum waka waka And, like, the whole TV uh, museum, I mean, we'll talk about it a bit later, but it didn't really hold any relevance to the rest of the Krusty story. Was the whole story. bit just to introduce the, the talent agent? Was that the only thing that happened in that in that whole scene? Yes. Which, frankly, like, they didn't need The Simpsons to have met her before. They could have said, we'll find yeah. you a new agent, Krusty. Well, what yes. about, you know, yeah, there's only one a- in, in the phone book or something. Yeah, this was a Krusty episode where The Simpsons were tacked on. Yeah. Whenever they do a focus on the B characters and they bring The Simpsons in, it's just usually one or two of them. Mm. Like the, the other Krusty episode where he faked his death and yep. changed yep. his identity. It was that, plus it was a Lisa Bart detective story. Yeah. You know? yeah. It just it wasn't this thing where the Simpsons were just in the offices, yeah, for no reason. To really. have the plot explained to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they were there yeah, for. They the, were there to be the audience. That's the problem. They're trying to make the whole Simpsons family, the whole family, baby included, the audience for these things. And it's just you know, if you have to explain the plot to the characters that you're putting in the show that also don't have relevance to the plot, it's it uh, just around and round it goes. Yep. So what did you guys think of the uh, Annie Derpergowitz, whatever her name was, um, and Krusty love story storyline? I didn't love it. You know, you've got to fit it into a thing because they have to kind of get together, break up, then patch things up, get back together, and then break up again. Make, up a, choi- make a choice between well. either breaking up and... And not, and especially because the first mm. kind of third quarter of the episode was taken up by other stuff, it was kind of very rushed and it didn't feel, you know, genuine at yeah. all. My big problem with it is that they set up, uh, it was played by Joan Rivers as well, and she did an yeah. adequate job. I, I yeah. like she, her, yeah. she did a Joan Riversy sort of job. Mm. Mm. 
And, you know, rest in peace, you know, yes. she's influenced many, many comedians. It's um, Anyway, uh, the one big problem I had is that they set up with her retelling of the past is that Krusty was the big problem, and then in the future, she uh, in the now story, she's the problem. Yeah, yeah. there was no reason for her to suddenly go crazy. Well, yeah. yeah, this is my my take on it was he left for whatever the palport was, United Parasites, whatever the mm. agent agency is. Maybe before she had a chance to kind of really get into his career and yeah, like you know, ruin everything for him. And that it's like, no, no, take me back and, you know, I'll, I'll make sure you're there with me, you know, when we're doing all this stuff. And then it's then like, oh, man, I've I really dodged a bullet the previous time because now that you are in control, you're a, yeah, a but nightmare she doesn't, control freak. I think if she'd shown some sort of those signs before, like yeah. we met yeah. her 20 yeah. scenes earlier, metaphorically, mm. you know, and there is no crazy there. Especially no. since they went out of their way to make that little, oh, because a woman does it, like, joke, mm. and then yeah. show her running over yeah. somebody. I was like... Look, I know what you're trying to do here, but the fact is you actually have taken a female character that's previously been sane and literally, like, yeah. forced yeah. crazy yeah. into her plot line I wonder for no though, reason. I wonder, though, because you'd think, though, if she was a really good agent, because she talks about the... If you have to ask, are they dead? Then either they are or I represent them. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why that's the only people she can represent is because, you know, she ruins everyone else's career by being... Then make a point out of it. You yeah, know? okay, fair enough. If you have to reverse engineer an explanation, a, yeah. a back explanation, if you want to use the modern terminology, I don't. then that shouldn't count as the official story. You no. know, that's a badly told story that you have to make up an explanation Yeah, afterwards. then it's just all explanation. Some of the best Simpsons episodes that we love are just so simple, one-sentence uh, plot lines. This one is so convoluted. And mm. yeah. And the thing is, apparently she was representing a bunch of people. She was part of a lot of TV shows, and yet now she's living in a dump, and it's all Krusty's fault. For ruining her career somehow, but at the same time, it was her first, like, he was her first yeah. job, and then so she's obviously gone on to being more successful, but then also not, I don't know, it just didn't fucking make any sense. Nothing fucking made any sense. No. All right, well, we'll do a questionnaire. So, Play Count, have you guys seen this episode before tonight? No. Nope. I have not. No. Yeah, I've seen it once. Uh <laughs> of course you have. I'm sorry for you. Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No. No, because it wasn't about The Simpsons. No, it really wasn't. Like, the the stuff at the start with the TV museum, you're like, okay, where's this going with the family this week? Yeah. And yeah. It was of such little consequence that even the mm. good jokes, I don't know, was it a good joke with the bullets and stuff where... Nope. No. Oh, no. and that's the other thing. Like, he, he gets the hole in his pants and, and I thought he was going to go take some other pants, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. well, he goes to, like, try on Fatso Flanagan's Does he? pants or whatever. Yeah. That's what he's, like, holding up. And that's yeah. when how she's introduced by going... It was a size forty-eight when it was prime, whatever. But uh, the thing, the thing about the pants thing was, he goes, "Oh, my pants are ripping inside. Everyone's going to see my tattoo of Donald uh, Duck smoking a doob, which was for Marge's eyes only." And then, like, Marge looks awkward, and then the kids look at her, and then she looks awkward again because yeah. that joke wasn't, you know, funny mm. the first time. Look, I didn't mind. Uh, I hated the whole gun thing between Homer and Bart, but when the stray bullet uh, went to the other TV things, you know, it bounced off Superman's chest, and then yeah. it went into the... Um... Why was it doing that? And why was any of that funny? Yeah. Uh, because it's referencing things that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, it, it hit the Enterprise. I'm not sure that's a bullet. Well, I mean, I guess it's got shields, but I mean... Isn't there like an Enterprise has to go down in every Star Trek movie? Isn't that probably. the cliche? Oh, could be, yeah. And then it hit the Beverly Hillbillies ground and, and that the is... Oil, yeah, oil. oil. Uh, so off the Bulletproof Man, off the indestructible... 
indestructible starship. Uh. Do you think that they, like, whoever set up that Beverly Hillbillies display was like, this will be awesome. One day, someone is going to puncture this ground. I'm going to set it up with, like, high-pressure oil underneath it so that when they do, they're going to be like, oh, my God. This will be the best long game yeah. yes. ever. Just Intro to, like, lifetime. take a little side street here. Yeah. We were just talking the other day about things that, when you were a child, you thought that this would happen to you at some point in your life. Mm. E.g. quicksand. Right, oil yeah. coming up from the yeah. ground. Yeah. Definitely was like expecting yeah. and praying yep. for that one. I don't know why. I, I just knew it meant money. <laughs> like diseases, like rabies. Definitely rabies thought and I was gonna like. Yeah, I was so jaw. relieved when I heard Australia doesn't have rabies. I know, right? <laughs> I was like fully expecting some bats Sorry, to come America. through a window, and then I just yeah. found out there was no like no. Especially real after bats that there. Seinfeld episode where Elaine like they think she has <laughs> yeah. rabies as well, and I'm like, She's oh my god, at the mouth. <laughs> I think I always expected to be in like a quick draw duel. For some reason, okay. I maybe mean, I watch a lot of cowboy movies because I always also I also always expect to get like physically thrown out of a bar at some point. Nice. <laughs> All right, so feeling, feeling. Look, the Simpsons didn't really feel like themselves because they didn't have a chance to. Like no. you said, mm. they would just make some glue between you know the characters that were actually following and the title card that came up <laughs> when we started this thing. But Krusty himself, did, did he feel like himself? The bits were there. Like yeah. he's been out of touch and making really old jokes before. Not quite enough that he was like grandpaing things, but you know his his desperate grab for power, his desperate need for attention. He redid his backstory. I hate those episodes. I hate them. I was trying yeah. to figure out oh. whether they retconned it or whether they are introducing like an actor that we've never seen to that because they, he'd always wanted to be a clown and that was always a source of... As a childhood, yeah, he was yeah. always into clowns and comedy. And then it sort of gave the impression that she was teaching him about clowning. You know, She was like, this yeah. is what yeah. it means to be a clown. But maybe because he, he had such a bad bust up with it. But then again, he never reconciles with his father until he's an older man, supposedly, no, then, right? Then when uh, I'm just going to call her Joan Rivers from now That's on. That's fine. <laughs> then when Joan Rivers kicks Krusty out of the apartment block, the, the fucking clown suites or whatever, where they spend... Oh, the oh. clown plaza? Okay. Where they spent. had sex every night. Uh, I thought like they were implying that she was about to get in a threesome with him and another clown. Like, yeah, the really <laughs> creepy looking clown. Yeah, and then they like, did this whole panel. Which one, the hobo Ronald clown? Or the Ronald McDonald clown? No, the the one down the bottom that had crazy red hair and like looked like yeah. sharp teeth. Yeah, yep. not yeah. fun. But not fun for a threesome. But yeah, Ronald McDonald clown does like to McFuck. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so after Joan Rivers kicks oh, him man. out of that place, he does a thing like a sh- you ruined my life or something. And oh, I'm uh, just doing this to get back at my father, and then yeah. he's in the next building and throws another pod plant at him. See, that is a gag I like, but now that you guys brought up the whole, yeah, he was always into clowning, mm. and to make reference to his father, yeah. they are clearly picking choosing what they're going to reference. And for Dan Castellaneta, this is your fucking episode. You should know this character better than anyone. Well, see, I don't even mind a little bit of a like a rewrite to people's backstories. The Simpsons doesn't, you know. The Simpsons have the done Simpsons it often enough, of you orange, have to be forgiving. Like, or- yeah. Orange origin stories but because it was so shit i really resent it you know if it's good or if it's enjoyable or if it even makes sense to the plot for the the actual episode we're watching fine but this didn't add any value bring much to the table i really like the episode where crusty like earns back his father's that was it was touching wasn't it it was touching oh yeah yeah to like to to get back in, in his good graces and this just undercuts it for no good payoff it's just a throwaway joke of 
him throwing a pot plant. No, after that uh, episode where, yeah, he does the whole uh, reuniting with his estranged father, they completely mismanage uh, his dad's character from future episodes. There's a season 15 one where Krusty has a bar mitzvah. That's horrible. Uh, there's the uh, the one in the HD era where they kill off his dad, and then he comes back as a ghost fucking, like, four episodes. It's just... That is some serious days of our lives bullshit. Bullshit. Well, let's analyse the other wacky parts of this episode. So, I think uh, Krusty not only beat children at one point in his life, which he admits to, he may have also had sexual relations with a monkey. Yes! No, prior relationship. I'm sure they were just implying that he was Mr... Nope. Mr. Twinkie, Mr. Mr. That was not Mr. Teeny as well. Yeah, that but he might have a- just been previous Mr. Teeny, Mr. Tiny, you know? Yeah, but it was a full-on mouth kiss and he oh. went... Yeah, because yeah. he said, I don't want her to know we have a history or yeah. something like that. Have you been playing bubblegum in someone else's basketball court? <laughs> <laughs> I love playing bubblegum. Um, <laughs> okay, so first of all, that bit bugged me because it wasn't Teeny. There was no reason it shouldn't have been Teeny. How can you tell it wasn't? It was a different model. Okay. Yeah, it was a different monkey. <laughs> that, is a, that is not the same monkey. <laughs> I, I, we know was, our monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bigger, wasn't oh, it? Oh, they all look the same to you, don't they? <laughs> I, t- I mean, do, do they not Bad to you? Joke. That's apesist. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, guys. Okay. Nice. That no. sounds no, less... Um, yeah, this monkey was a bit thinner, a bit taller. Okay. Um, and also, Sideshow Mel's bone was off model. Um, but yeah, there's some things like that that <laughs> I can... one in his hair, too. Hey. hey. Yeah, there's some things like that that I, that I can recall off the top of my head. And others like what other episodes did Dan Castellaneta write? Oh, good. Oh, good. He Please wrote Havana Wild Weekend. You remember that oh, one, Dan? God, I love that one. <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> nope. Uh, they go to Cuba again. Oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore. Oh my God, oh. we hated the shit oh. out of that one. Oh yeah, Man. I remember listening to that. And yeah, you, your hate. <laughs> uh, he also wrote uh, A Midsummer's Nice Dreams, which I don't mind that episode, but it is stupid. It's a, okay. a Cheech and Chong one. Um, it's not a Shakespeare one. Very much not. But it's kind of funny because Cheech and Chong split up and Cheech goes with Homer and they become Cheech and Chunk and then Chong goes with Principal Skinner and they become Teach and Chong. Teach and Chong? You know what they say, those (laughs) who can't write voice act... <laughs> yeah. Look, he also wrote Sif wow, that came to dinner. <laughs> Days of Days of Wine and Dozes. That one's not bad where Barney gets sober, but so oh, they went for another uh, meta The Simpsons are actually a show joke where oh, where else besides the museum can I oh, watch clips right. of television zoom out? Boo. Yeah, cuz it, it wasn't Boo. A, Sorry, not you. In, into no, a into a Hulu web browser. But it wasn't a PowerPoint, but it was a PowerPoint because they had Hulu like in blue writing all capitals and everything when Hulu is usually green, right? They were making a lot of meta jokes in this episode and many of them failed miserably. Yeah, and they were playing a clip of Bart being shot by a bazooka from... In s- Russia or something? Yeah. yeah, by Putin. Was this supposed to be in the Simpsons world of people watching the Simpsons as a show or was it out of the Simpsons world of us watching because it didn't establish who was watching Hulu was it supposed to be out of the Simpsons reality of us watching the Simpsons yeah it zooms out of Simpsons onto a web browser so implying that's us watching them yeah the the episode I wanted to watch is what the hell did they do with the Krusty the Clown show once Krusty the Clown was fired because it wasn't the network cancelling the show cancelling the show it was them firing him from his own show yeah Yeah. so what the hell 
Like if that, I thought that was the episode they were going to bring mm. in a new clown with new jokes, and he'd have to win back his it'd position be, on the show. It'd be front show Mel. Instead of <laughs> show, no, no, no. As we discovered, Mel has nothing better to do because he's literally, he introduces him for his one-man show well, and then he's back on the HBO time show as well. Like, Mel has obviously just got nothing. He's nothing Mel's without Krusty. Mel's a big believer in Krusty's art. It's, well. Other wacky moments, the Honeymooners parody felt really fucking... It was ugly, man. Yeah. Right. The way that Marge kept calling him all the other names, Archie and uh, oh, yeah. Look, Brad. No, and that part... It wasn't a great joke, but I could tolerate it. I but could then, see what like they were the doing. actual, yeah, everything's a honeymooners parody, and then he dips her and everything. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. that was fine. But then the the actual clip Cutting from to this Patty Flanagan, yeah, that's her Flanagan, yeah. where he was like, "Oh, Mickey. hey, baby, chick, chick, boom, splat, brains, skull, this see the grave, huh?" It felt really on the nose. I mean, he only threatened to power boom straight to the moon in the original. They've really like. Yeah. the ante. <laughs> so, how about the heart of this episode? Well, at least uh, Joan Rivers and Krusty make up at the end and film a softcore porno show. Oof, you haven't won me over, bro. Except they don't because she falls asleep. No, he, but that's oh. what it was. And he's under the covers. Wasn't it uh, Sex Over 60? Impossible? Oh, sorry, no. Uh, Sex Over 60, The Mechanics of the Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. like that. Which is fun, you know. Yeah. They really didn't need to... <laughs> have that whole crusty going uh is it over yet wait are you even awake what should i keep going like yeah are you doing crusty or joan rivers there <laughs> it's interchangeable <laughs> interchangeable for, uh, yeah um, okay i've got an idea instead of what where was the heart what about what did you like about this episode uh, I personally quite liked Krusty in the ball pits, although I did then feel they overplayed it. Yeah. And when he jumped back in to do the to, wash to, scrub, to wash himself, and then when he drowned and floated up in the middle, I liked it again. Yeah, I liked the drowning. The drowning was funny. Yeah. The drowning was funny. I liked the opening shot as well. If it, like a Homer might get fired and then wallow in a gutter or in a bath or in something or and in his own filth, and then Krusty gets fired and wallows in a ball pit. It's so clowny. Yeah, at his yeah. own restaurant. The word fired triggered me to another scene that I did not like. The the oh. firing of Krusty. Oh, yeah. Which I could have been okay with, but then they fired him into another cannon, and then he got fired back. And Oh, my God. What? Parts of this episode that I keep forgetting happened. We just literally just watched well, it. Especially because they say, you can't fire me. There's only one thing in my contract that allows me to get fired. You can't fire me unless it's out of a cannon, which, uh, you know what? Let me get into this cannon and do you it. Can you can fire me. I guess you can. And then what did he What did he say? All right, this is all legally binding now. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, now I'm cool with it. But then he lands. In that meeting before, like when they told Krusty was f how uh, he was going to be fired, Yep. how he didn't know the words uh, itchy and scratchy. Oh, yeah. That's Crunchy and scunchy or something. Crunchy and scunchy, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only time that joke has been funny is when uh, I think it was Flanders comes up to Homer after the, yep. the Poochie episode. And uh, like, yeah. Well, that is, you know. That's the, the best episode of Ippy and Jippy I ever saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Man, he sounds so wide and unassuming. Wasn't it Impy and Chimpy? Oh, maybe. Let's do the uh, Cracked Movie Club question that we're stealing, Ooh. which is, what scenes would you like to take out, remove, or expand? Well, you know that part that started just after the credits at the front, and then it finished right before the at the end? Uh, just take that whole part out. See what out. you did there. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, and I kind of liked when they cut back to the past, though, when they had like young Mole Man and young Jasper and yeah. even yeah. a younger Armin Tanzarian. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was like, no, yeah. he's not. He would be way younger. It's not. He would be. But... <laughs> no, I, I thought that was good. I just I wish like that it. they expanded on the old universe a bit more. The things that I liked about this episode are so few and far between. There's a couple. There was a couple of jokes I liked. Yeah, like Lisa going, it must be so bad to see your role model like, you know, in in oh, like yeah. this. She goes, I don't really see you as a role model, more like a cautionary tale. tale yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, your uh, scenes to include to make it a better show, it's not going to fix it, but I reckon it would have been good to do have um Krusty do like a clown training montage of getting back in the game. Like yep. like like Rocky yeah. returning to the thing, you know? Oh, totally. We could have like a pie throw montage or like yeah, actually, I thought it was going to be very hackneyed when uh, Joan Rivers threw the coffee in his crotch. You need to do physical humor, and you're like, oh, God. But then he did it really well. That was funny. That was a did. funny yeah. bit. Pie into the crotch. Man, that was a great one, too. Yeah, he was like, bam, into the thing. And then he's like, oh, God, I need something to cool it down. Boom, pie in the crotch. Everyone's laughing. And he gets over there, and he says, I need some ice for my ding-dong. And he says it. Beautiful delivery. Mm-hmm. See, the thing the thing that doesn't make sense to me about that is that he was actually doing quite well with his existing humor. Like, yeah. it's fine for her to say, oh, that's small potatoes sort of thing. But it would have made more sense if he was trying to be, like, a serious comedian and no one was finding him funny. Yeah. And then yeah. she comes along and goes, like, you know what? Well, it's, like, it's like how uh, Cecil the Clown Yeah was just not funny but then they took Sideshow Bob who was you know very very yeah. like straight yeah. laced and made him it's just not funny a physical comedy I I, th- I think you're totally right I think that what makes this episode not work for me is that is that there's no reason for her to think he'd be good at pratfalls and clown comedy. Like, yeah. he's, he, they, she goes and sees someone that's good at beatnik bullshit, and she's like, you know what? You need to drop the thing you're good at and do something completely different for n- no reason. She should have, like, there should have been a scene of him seeing, her seeing, like, some little spark of clownery in him. You know, he comes off stage and there's, like, a whoop, 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 yep. whoop, or something, or a studio. Well, yeah, we're just talking about the, his pre-established past with wanting to be a clown, defying yeah. his dad and all mm-hmm. that sort of she stuff know any of that yeah so uh, okay say hypothetically he's like out of high school or something and he's left home and he's just on the street corner busking and he's doing physical comedy but it's not that funny and then she goes you're right she doesn't need to beat nick bit at all no you just need to up your game crusty and then throw the coffee on him while he's busking or sorry i I like that idea but the thing i was thinking of was that Going back to the other episode we mentioned about where Krusty is like, well, like, you know, trying to become a clown against yeah. the wishes of his father, right? He does that. It's a gig for, like, it's all Jewish audience or whatever. Yeah. And that's when he gets yeah. the water sprayed on him. And that's when his dad sees him and realizes it's him, right? Yeah. She's in the audience. Oh. And that one knows about his past of, like, wanting to be a clown. And, like, yes. you got to get back to your, like, what you're good at. Yeah. Turns back out to your roots. Been stalking him over the years. That'll set up the crazy later on. Yeah. Because she's Whoa, Jewish. Oh my God, guys. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you found a link back to clowning, not just the beatnik. You found a link into the crazy. You find a. Oh my God. I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Get the Simpsons We fixed on the, the episode. We did fix it. <laughs> um, so, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? No. Ah. Uh, I'd watch no. the new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Re- Redux. Uh, now, what guest stars appeared in this episode? Well, the oh. aforementioned Joan Rivers and Jackie yeah. Mason was back to really? do the one line as Krusty's dad. Also, Janine Garofalo played herself in a very weird one note joke. 
hysterical Very strange. Joke. It was the one that like Janine has promised not to be funny. She's only supposed to be an- angry and political, and mm. I keep my promises. Like Obama about Guantanamo, and she's all, oh no, she's better than anything I could come up with. Yep. Actually, and the uh, final guest star was Kevin Dillon, and yeah. I didn't mind that. Um, my interns are the guys from Entourage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was actually yeah. quite funny. Too hot. Genius. Too cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of was expecting Krusty to throw it in his face, but I liked that. Yeah, it was the turn around going, genius. Yeah. Especially because Johnny Drama is, you know, not a smart. Man. He should have thrown the coffee <laughs> in the guy's crotch and said, like, learn something, kid. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> he just falls over and cries. Oh, that didn't work out. Oh, not for everybody. Not meant for comedy. <laughs> there was one other uh, bit I liked yep. that I wanted to talk about. It was just the, um, the review for his one-man show, which was like, hey, you're getting the best reviews of your life. And it said, two and, two and a half, half stars, four fans only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 the other funny thing I thought of was the uh, Joan Rivers' line of the, Krusty, when I'm done with you, the only birthday parties you'll be doing will be for the insane sons of Middle Eastern dictators. A yeah. hundred barrels of oil will be your minimum price or something. <laughs> yeah, Krusty, you're doing all right. <laughs> um, and I just had a, an anal corner, which was the... Jordan's anal corner! <laughs> oh, I've got a theme song now. Um, <laughs> More like a yell. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'll take it. A theme yell. <laughs> they were talking about uh, when he was doing his cable show. Yeah. What Krusty loves most, talking to the audience before the taping. Yep. But then it's live. So was it being taped or is it live? I couldn't. It's ooh. Because yeah. Mo's there talking at the TV, like yeah, you know, I pay for this. Oh, oh, this is a stupid thing. But something yeah. about the wire, joke about the wire, and not seeing it. Who's he talking to in that? Oh, yeah, it's full bar, and he's apparently talking to himself. And I bought this so I can watch the wire. I'm kidding. I haven't watched the wire. I'm the wire. Good show. You should but, watch the wire. Yeah, it does bring up a good point that I should watch the wire. <laughs> it's really good. The wire. Have you watched the wire? It's amazing. You're not just faking it like Mo? Oh, I haven't seen it, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, what happens to Krusty now? He's off his show. He's doing softcore porn for yep. another network. Yeah, yes. they didn't reset to zero. No. They did not. Bye forever, Krusty. Had sex with a woman who was falling asleep on him. And end of show. <laughs> One thing, another Jordan's anal corner. I didn't know if it was supposed to be a joke. How many, anal corner, how many corners does your anus have? Jordan's anal corner. It's, it's, <laughs> some days it's octagonal. It's very regal. Thank you. Some days it's more like a circle. It's got to be like infinite corners. Jordan's anal corner. Okay, so one, Joan Rivers says, my trust is like a candle. Once it's snuffed out, it's gone forever, which is not how candles work. You can't relight a candle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then Bart goes, uh, yeah, like one of those. Yeah. Funny candles that like keeps relighting. I used it and Millhouse kept wishing for his parents to get back together and it wasn't. It was so it's funny. Sad. <laughs> but and then, then Bart, Bart and Homer, and Homer touch fingers like they're E.T. and Danny or whatever his yeah, name and is. And he guesses as to why that what was, was that bit, about. Like it was like a fist bump but with fingers. Just finger. Um, Must have been in that time in twenty eleven where uh, people were doing the finger bump. <laughs> Maybe that was a thing. And, and then just one other joke I didn't get. Joan Rivers is about like, oh, kids these days are less sensitive than an army condom. Yeah, is that uh, is that? Yeah, what is that? Is an army uh, condom a euphemism, reference. or is it like they're made out of khaki, or what? I assume army clothes are thick and uncomfortable and coarse, made for long-lasting. Army socks, army boots, army underwear. Army. Well, have you seen some of the the U.S. Army stuff? They're like full on like Kevlar shit and everything. Oh, a Kevlar condom. <laughs> 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 Can't even get a bullet through it. Yeah. <laughs> what, hey. what chances you come got? <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> All right, guys. Now let's rank this thing. 
On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you'll give it a participant. But for the good rankings, there's bronze, a silver, a gold. But for the best of the very best, the essential episodes, the ones you need in the life, the ones that you need to show other people, you give that episode a cubic zirconia. Now, let me go first. I'm going to show you how it's done. How's it done? I... I love you, man. <laughs> All right, I'm calling this one a failure. It was almost a participant because it is just mostly boring. It isn't actually egregiously terrible. The characters mm-hmm. are pretty on point, even though they're just sort of there. But I feel like this episode does way more wrong than bad, totally squanders every opportunity to have a meaningful plot. And that's what I think about that. Claire, what do you think? Look, I'm going to give it a participant because I only really give the failures to the ones that make me angry in some way that's fair if it was on tv i'd probably just leave it running i'd probably leave the room and make myself a sandwich during that episode but you know i wouldn't be like oh get fucked and turn the you know turn the tv off yeah fair enough and throw it out the window all right jordan a little bit torn um i'm i'm in between failure and participant Uh, (laughs) he's trying to weigh up all sides of the debate and there's so many (laughs) octagonists I think is the term that you're looking for (laughs) Um, beware (laughs) don't leave your home (laughs) it's octagonous alright requires a special key to unlock Um, so uh, sorry what is your ranking I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the worst. Also, I've I kind of I'm just thinking about I've given a few failures recently, and maybe I'm like, are they worse than this? Look, I I, I think I have to give it a participant. Yeah, it's a bit more boring. I I kind of want to give it failures. Oh God, it's hard. Okay, participant. Yep. I, I'll I'll forget it. And yeah, I'll I'm happy with the participant. Fair enough, Danny. Uh, let's round this one off. Failure. Ooh, split decision. Why? Not happy enough with it, mate. Um, to me, a participant is inoffensive and forgettable, and all we've done is complain about it. You know, this could have been bland and un- un- unassuming, but oh, the big thing also is that we wrote a much better episode really suddenly. Yeah. We're just we like, <laughs> within seconds, we're just like, boom, we can fix this shit, and fix it we can. I think a participant, despite being the second lowest ranking, means it's something that I'm basically okay with. I have no real problem with, and this one doesn't sit right with me. See, that's what I rank a bronze. If I've got no real problem with it, but it's not very good, then that's a bronze to me. Well, and I mean, mine isn't a a sliding scale. Like, I acknowledge that there's four good rankings. Yeah, there's going to be worse failures than some. Yeah, but... And, I mean, it's not like the participants are good episodes that you seek out. And I think the bronzer ones, you know, at least you'd watch it again. Maybe a little bit of a guilty pleasure or something. Can I change my ranking? I've thought about it more and I'm thinking more about the Nazi bit that they should have thought harder about. Oh, yeah. Oh. It started off good when it was King's Speech. I was like, eh, they're doing a King's Speech bit. Oh, the yeah. Marbles But thing. it didn't even turn, turn into a good parody. Was the Marbles yeah. relevant to the King's yeah. Speech movie? He yeah. trained with Marbles in his mouth. Oh, okay. so then they... Very Eliza Doodle. Doodle? doodle? Eliza need... Doodle. That's the soft ball poor version. Now available <laughs> on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you they, do want to change? Yeah, I want to change it to failure. I mean, wait, sorry. We just, convinced him. We won him over. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, they did some really awful things that made me kind of, kind of angry and, and stupid. So yeah, I want to change it to uh, fair I'm enough. Sorry. Everyone else happy with their rankings, Claire? Yeah, I'm not a switchy, changey. <laughs> Go with you your know, gut. I'm loyal Don't... with no, my that's right. that's choices. Right. Yeah. I'm fickle. 
Well, overall, that will equal a shiny failure. This will join such episodes as Codependence Day, the one where Homer puts Marge in the driver's seat of a his wrecked oh, yeah. car to avoid a DUI. Oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore, which we just mentioned. <laughs> uh, Mathlete's Feet, the one where they talk about the Waldorf School of... Th- oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Homer and Ned's How Mary Pass, the terrible football episode, and Marge versus Single Seniors, Gay Couples, Childless Teens. I don't know. Um, it's a bad episode. That's the one with Rufy. A uh, one, two, ties ashore. Three, four, pick up the floor. Oh, Five, yeah. six, don't, don't play, play tricks. tricks. Seven, eight, lock to get. Nine, ten, start, start over, over again. again. <laughs> Which we shall, where we're going back into the teens now. We're going to review an episode from season 17. All right, guys. Yep, we'll be back soon. Bye. For now. We are back, and we just watched our teens episode for this evening. It was season 17, episode 13, the seemingly never-ending story. It was first released in March 06, and it was written by Ian Maxtome Graham. In this episode, the Simpsons get trapped down in a cave, and while they've got some being stuck in a cave time, Lisa regales Homer with a story that's within another story that's within another story that's within another story and it turns out it was all Bart's story. Mm. <laughs> it's it's hard to be brief about the plot because there's a lot going on. Well, no, well, if you want to be brief, all that happens is uh, Bart talks to Skinner. Technically. <laughs> yeah, tries to make up an excuse for why he didn't do his geography homework. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Poor episode summaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, guys, what did you think? I thought I wasn't going to like it but I actually ended up quite liking it. Hmm. I didn't realize I'd actually seen this episode before, but oh. once we got to the Homer stuck upside down in the in the cave tunnel thing, I was like, "Oh yeah!" yeah. And I actually liked it more this time than I did the first time I watched it. It's, yeah. it's a good episode. I'm conflicted. The parts that I liked, I rather liked, and the parts that I didn't like, I really didn't like. So I, I, I don't yeah, know. There are there are absolutely some stinker moments in this one. I'm just going to get it out right now. The rich Texan OCD thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, felt really fell flat. The, yeah. the worst part about it is that we didn't have the, I guess, the benefit of an ad break. So there mm. was this sequence where it was like almost 20 seconds of him going, blah, 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 one, yeah. two, three, four. If it had been an ad break, you might have like forgotten about it and gone, oh, this is a dumb joke. Yep. But because it was so condensed, you're like, please stop. Please <laughs> stop right now. And I feel like it comes into that whole, like, remember that brief period in the late 90s, early <laughs> 2000s? Sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it was me. I totally did that. (laughs) Um, But it brings me back to that whole thing in the 90s. Damn it, I can't say whole anymore. (laughs) Just keep thinking about cum. (laughs) Can you just just cut that, just that, with no prior context? Can't stop thinking about cum. (laughs) So it reminded me, do you remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where it just seemed like every fucking movie had a Tourette's character? And they were all the same, you know, and completely missing what the disease actually is. Yep. This is that to OCD in this one for me. Look, the benefit was it wasn't really affecting any character we gave a fuck about. No. Like, it was probably one of the most shitty parts of the episode, but it was not too invasive to any of the plot. Didn't really fall out of character for the Texan because he's always a bit weird anyway. Yep. But it definitely just dragged out. If they'd kept it a short bit, it would have been like, eh, 
and then done. I guess for me, the, the thing that doesn't make it completely awful is that there's like people that go, oh, I'm so OCD. I have to like, you know, make sure I do the dishes at oh, night yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Or it's like, it's about being clean, whereas his was about an actual like a tick thing that he yeah, has to true. do. It's compulsive. And it is like, you know, it, it, at least it wasn't like, a, oh, I just have to be tidy. Like that's not... OCD. Yeah, I once remember reading or uh, listening to an interview with Eminem where he's like, you know, I have to just make sure that snare it just sounds right. You know, I'm so OCD like that. I've just got mm. major OCD when it comes to music. And the interviewer was like, oh, well, that's not... Anyway, next question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking you, you're dead right. I, the, just because he says he has OCD doesn't mean he has OCD. He means no. he's the kind of person that says he has OCD. I was also sort of thinking, is having a, a tick uh, more Tourette's thing even? I, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a forgettable bit and an otherwise pretty good episode. So, yeah, questionnaire. Let's uh, talk about the story briefly. Now, I've written down all the layers. It was... Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, the main thing the overarching thing is uh, them getting trapped in the cave um, and then you've got it goes into lisa's ram burns at moe's moe's treasure detention then it goes to homer turns out he was after the gold all along mm-hmm. and the ram had a brief story there yeah, as well. that was, yeah. that was yeah. 2.5 layers i think and that i had was layer minus one which was that it was all about favorite story, story the, the ram story yeah like that was so stupid it of a turnaround one... at the end but it felt worth it it was funny like it started off with the ram bashes mr burns into the wall and all along he was just trying to give her necklace back how nice and then they have this little like conversation with meh, 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 meh. so you meant to do that the whole time lassie meh, 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 <laughs> right but and- how and then who's it he's <laughs> that's it it was a stupid joke up until that point and then when they actually like doubled down and went into his dream that was one of the few times where Carrying the joke too far yep. made it much more worthwhile. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was sitting there thinking, no, the ram was clearly chasing her and breaking shit and fighting to the death. There was no way that he was trying to give her a necklace. And then seconds later, I was like, you know what? That kind of is funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think stylistically, I thought this episode totally won me with uh, the story within a story. Yeah. And mm. um, what about the Burns working at most story? I thought that was good too. It was, yeah. yeah. I thought it was dumb how Carl asked him to write him a play, but I liked how Lenny asked him to put his foot under the table. Yeah. And then Homer, Homer's, you know, dance like an idiot like this. That was kind of dumb. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah I that see was actually one for. of those jokes that fell flat. And it kept going too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Made only marginally better by... Um, Lenny going, Burns is going to look like an ass or something. Eventually. (laughs) Well, we're always talking about how we like Mr. Burns and, you know, his very specific way of talking and all his little Burnsisms. But we all laughed and sort of gasped when he was just like, what, what, what was the exact phrase? Uh, Lisa comes up to his door and he goes, <gasps> liberal midget. No, that was also <laughs> a, good. A but this was the one where they were doing the scavenger hunt. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, just you try it, bitch, or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> um, oh, and another Burnsism I liked when uh, he was getting the wrong password and he goes, what was your place of birth? Pangea. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Emailing person. No, that's right. He said, uh, dream on, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so not Mr. Burns. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, the whole reason Burns is working at Moe's is because, yeah, he lost at that treasure hunt. I, mm. I'm i surprised I did like all the material around here. Mm. 
Hmm. I like that Homer's hair is like a, a thing that they had <laughs> it to was a get. Goal. It, it was, was like so dumb, but I did like how not only he walked into a toupee store and got like a skin toupee with two hairs on it, yeah. but then they also brought it back at the end. They yeah. made the effort yeah. to bring yeah. that back. And I like as well, because that's been used in another episode that we watched mm. some point where it was like uh, Homer loses his hair and he's got like a, a bald, like the cap ready mm. to go. I can't remember what one it is. No, but it's you do remind me. I quite liked when Burns found Moe's letter and it cuts out a layer and she's like, oh, Moe has a treasure and it cuts out another layer and yeah. it's like, Moe has a cappuccino maker? That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was so good because, yeah, Burns made a point of, uh, I steamed the letter open with his cappuccino machine and it's like, when the fuck has Moe ever had a cappuccino? Yeah. And Homer yeah, points that out. Straight away. And that was a really good act break. See, mm. this is the kind of, you know, meta Simpsons that works, you know? It's making these jokes that... The audience is there going, come on, Mo does not have a cappuccino machine. And then yeah. somebody actually brings it up on the show. So it is funny. Yeah. But it's and not... it doesn't feel pointless. That's, That's it. it. That same joke could just as easily have fallen flat. And we've laughed at how bad that, that same idea is a bunch of times. Yep. It has to be quick. When you yeah. make these kind of jokes, they just have to be one shot, fast paced. Not stopping you and staring at it. You laugh at it quickly and then you go. Because the more you look at those sorts of like... The more the thread unravels. That's it. Yeah, where they just like... It's like putting a magnifying glass on a magnifying glass on a magnifying glass. And they just overdo it. Hat on a it. hat. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. <laughs> but I, yeah, um, but I like the juxtaposition, sorry, of the, the cappuccino machine. But then the like... The pickle jar that he has to kind of like lever up like yeah, it's stuck yeah. to the bar. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. <laughs> With all yeah. the, and That's like, very mo. Sorry, pickle yeah, the he egg. knew that would be the best place to hide it because only the strongest could pry that up. But Oh, I and guess nobody Burns would did. ever want to go for no. a pickled egg from that jar for sure. Ooh. No one. <laughs> but uh, one joke where they it felt like they were overdoing it but it worked for me was where Homer admits that he knew about the gold in the cave mm. and Marge going... What? You knew this? You did this? But you're horrible. And he goes, oh, you weren't complaining when we were falling down that hole. And she goes, that was the most horrible part. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bart's bottle with a nickel in it? I, I'm not sure if I like it. I, I, I thought it was funny, but it didn't feel like a Simpsons joke. No. It, it, um, I wrote this down because it went two beats too far. Mm. See, him getting distracted and playing with the nickel in the bottle, that was great to me. But then the second beat that was too long was Marge going, oh, he'll sleep well tonight. Yeah. Such a trite too line. Much. And then the third beat where he uh, gets it stuck in the cap, that was just overkill. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's like one of the things that they can't quite, like how they can't quite decide how dumb Homer is. They yep. can't yep. quite decide yeah, how okay. dumb Bart is. And... Sometimes the jokes make it almost seem like they're mocking, you know, people with actual disabilities yeah. more than, you know, they're making fun of Bart not being super intelligent. Yep. Yeah, it was a little on the nose, but yeah, it, forgivable it, over the whole episode. It wasn't out of place, whereas the rich Texan with OCD did feel out of place to me because that's yeah. just a, not an established trait. Him with the guns in the air, that's established. But And by the way, uh, for the record, his name is actually Rich Texan. Yeah. <laughs> Short for Richard Texan. Oh, <laughs> clever. Um, no, no, no. Not, not clever. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike uh, Snake, where they did play with how he had two names for the longest time. He was both Snake and Jailbird. And mm. uh, they've cemented in this one that his name, his full name is Snake Jailbird. <laughs> like Professor that. Snake Jailbird. Well, that's the thing I liked at the end. They were like... Uh, no one will believe it's Professor Jailbird, or yeah. whatever, which I thought was a cool kind of like doing the joke again about his name. Like, of yeah. course, someone is going to believe someone called Professor Jailbird is going to be the 
criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Which transitions nicely into the Mo treasure story. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you guys like this thing with Mrs. Krabappel and Mo? I believed it. I liked it. Yeah, it made sense. When was it supposed to have happened? That's what I was yeah. trying to figure out. It's all a bit uh, crunched up in timey-wimey. Yeah. It, it looks like it was meant to happen at the start, like on the summer before. The Simpsons began. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Bart's in third grade going on fourth. and Yeah. Like, because they drew Karabapal a little thinner as well. and she... Her voice had so much hope in it yeah. as well. Yeah. I actually, Optimism. Like, you know, hats off to her voice acting there because she actually sounded way younger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Marsha Wallace, we miss you, babe. Mm. <sighs> I, li- I like how she describes her as she had the rack of an angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like where she goes, oh, my little gargoyle, and Mo does all the gargoyle actions. Yeah. But, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I thought their little romance was really cute, and they tied it together with the whole fly me to the moon thing. Yeah. It, it was a bit creepy that on one of their dates, I think they're in the car, and he actually calls her Mrs. Krabappel. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? You, maybe it's like a... Formal thing. You know I what? Know. I didn't actually mind that because technically we're hearing the story through Mr. Burns, through Lisa, through, yeah. through no, Bart. So, so then I noticed in the next scene, <laughs> it gets confusing. In the next scene, he does call her Edna. Yeah, but they're just getting to know each other. You know, he starts off very polite, but she's not a Mrs. at that stage, surely. So, no, some no, he, wid- widows can be still be called Mrs. Yeah. You know, she a widow. Maybe. Yeah, they, uh, no, she's well. She said her ex-husband okay. used to be an alcoholic. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Which is actually continuity totally up there. But uh, it was established in separate vocations, I believe, that her husband left her for their marriage counselor. Ooh, she's had a rough life. Oh, she really has. What I really liked about that whole Mo plot line is that she didn't break up with him because she found out that he ran a bar. You know, usually when there is the obvious yeah. lie yeah. that would end yeah. the relationship, that's the obvious reason that they fail. But actually at the end, it's not even that she dumped him. She just said, no, I've got to stay here and teach mm. these kids. And he goes nuts at her. <laughs> and like, they could have yeah. stayed together in Springfield, Mo. Come on, so man. So I did the only thing I could. Went completely nuts so at her. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's a, a telling of a good episode that can have like a logical flaw like that where it felt like they were setting that up. Um, yeah. Mo lying about the bar's going to be the thing that broke him up. They don't go for the low-hanging fruit. Mm. Mm. I really liked Snake as Indiana Jones. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really in character, and yet it didn't seem unimaginable that he would end up like a, a, a robber, r- robber I'll take Robert this out <laughs> on society, yeah. Yeah. by which I mean convenience stores. Um, that was really great seeing him in a profession. Although I really, really wish that when Mo stole the coins, he did the old swap, uh, like from yeah. Raiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the door clink thing still seemed very Indiana Jones thief, yep. um, thievery. Well, no, yeah, I didn't like that when Mo first saw the gold. He went, "Hi, hi, Glavin, Glavin, Glavin." That felt yeah. very Frank, didn't it? Yeah. It was. I think Frink and Krusty have a lot of overlap there as well. Um, oh, yeah. Well, two different voice actors, but yeah, I, I, know, I know what you're saying. Wait, going back about Snake, I really love his little boy. Oh, Jeremy. Uh, Isn't Jeremy, that cute? That yeah. There's another little boy you can play with. You like Xbox? Like, <laughs> yeah, he was adorable. so shy as yeah. well. He's yeah. like tugging his shirt sleeve. And... and like you so expect it to be like every other... Um, 
like tough the bullies. guy, like the bullies and their kids. Yeah. Whereas Snake's raising his son right, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. in a life Good of work, crime. Snake. But so that yeah. his son doesn't have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. And they're playing later together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in that uh, montage. But, uh, the oh, man. Close-up so standoff. It was, it was great. It really was. Let's move on to the next question. Play count. Have you seen this episode before tonight? Yes. How many times? Maybe once or twice. I think just once. Yeah. I haven't, no. Oh, okay. I think I've walked past the TV with it on. <laughs> Don't think I've seen it. So one, zero, half. Oh, less than a half. <laughs> okay. Like point two. I've seen this episode at least five times that I'm aware. Okay. It's Season 17, by and large, is fucking horrible. And I was surprised with this one. And I actually actively sought it out after wow. seeing it because, yeah, I do like this episode a bunch. Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it did. We got a taste of yes. a lot of characters. But they were all and that very sort of much reminds themselves. me of their Pulp Fiction-y, 22 short stories yep. mm. sort of approach. Using a, a plot de- a pl- a stru- structural storytelling device that doesn't really affect the overall tone or way direction of the storyline. Really interesting. No, and when they were shining, you know, the light on it, are you telling me a story within a story? Yeah, just like Macbeth. Hamlet. You know, Oh, was it? Yeah, it was Hamlet. I don't know, no Shakespeare. This none. week on That's right. Simpsons Corrections. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where was I going with this? Yeah, even when they sh- shone a light on it, it didn't feel like hackneyed in the same way that it has. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It could have gotten ugly and cheap. They could have had people within bubbles reaching out to other bubbles and, you know, get things getting messy like that. And I think that would have been a really weak gag that would have detracted from the storyline. Yeah, that's a good point, though. It actually felt really clean. Like, despite the fact that it was convoluted, but that was its nature. Yeah, it jumped in and out just enough to kind of keep track of where what was happening in the layers to remind you that there mm. was a larger story happening. And, and it jumped back in a very quick and clean cut, just like, vroom, 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 layer, layer, layer. It never just kind of threw you into a different scene without leading you there yeah. through the other layers. Yeah, all the stories were connected in that way. That made it felt really neat. Yes, and there, there's even one of the times where they kind of go up a few layers or, or not, where a sentence is spoken and there's a couple of yeah. words spoken by each layer as it goes through and it's still like the same... Like, you know, you get the meaning that, throughout. Let me continue the story that I'm telling about Mr. Burns finding <laughs> Moe's treasure. Yeah. 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 Something like that. <laughs> And yeah, the whole thing with Bart at the end, it turns out it's his story. Like that's, I feel like it's a fuck you to the audience, but it's, I, I like I it. I feel the point of that is to cast doubt on the narrator. How much of the story is believable because Bart could just be spinning it all out of his yeah. arse. Yeah, and then the ram said, meh, meh, meh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Skinner doesn't believe him. And then he's just like, wait, Kravapal and Mo, Like, yeah. So, yeah, talking about the characters as well, they totally felt like themselves in this yeah. one. Mo really reminded me of the Love Tester episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mo and being lovelorn is a big trope, but also Mo, like, trying to neaten up his acts and yep. having it just all crumble around him. Purely yeah. to win a woman no. and then... <laughs> and then do her. And then do her and then basically fuck it up for himself. He yeah. usually yep. is the, like... You know, he gets himself out of his miserable life and then, like, throws himself straight headfirst back into it. Yeah. There's an episode uh, that we'll cover later called Eeny Teeny Maya Moo where um, he dates a, a little person. They're having a great relationship and then he fucks it up at the end by doing too many little people jokes. Yeah. Uh, not surprised. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like Mo. 
Yeah. He was he was super fancy when he came out of that uh, I can't remember what the restaurant name yeah, was. Yeah, he did oh, the cloth napkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention that that is the best Richie, Richie. restaurant. Yeah, doesn't yeah. that just sound it sums ooh, it up. cloth napkins. <laughs> and conversely the dingy motel was called the Movier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, he had he, when he was coming out of that restaurant, he had like this like gray hair, like it was like silver foxy yeah. hair and it was all yeah, like curly and back combed. and he had the cravat and yeah. Uh, the the cummerbund and, nice and things, coat and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know was, that's Edna Krabappel. You only get one chance with Edna Krabappel. I know, <laughs> man. I know. Um, he didn't have the the coins. He didn't have the gold yet, so there was no way he was affording that suit or the car. He had the 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 hatchback, the yeah. sports car or whatever. It was, uh, no. Yeah. That hatchback. was Yeah, that must have been a rental. <laughs> the uh, there's hatchback. no way he can afford that kind of lifestyle. Ooh, the fancy hatchback. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I do love it um, that in the twist of that story that, um, yeah, he was putting all the gold coins into the jukebox. Like, yeah. I, I thought that was actually pretty clever. It's a really poetic ending of him just like in his bar, in his misery, and listening to the same song on repeat is such a poignant little picture of a guy mm. brokenhearted. Especially as well because he was like, he was, you could, he was unshaven. He was all like stubbly, yeah. and he's yeah. just like you can see his eyes are all red and puffy from it crying. Was... The animation team really mm. knocked it out of the park with For this real. episode. What what song was that, by the way? I, I, I... fly me to oh, the yeah. moon. See, I I felt like I I was worried it was gonna be like I'm all out of love by Air Supply or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, fly me to. How could you forget that one, man? It basically, aim. We've got a degree that's... in playing well, no, fly I mean, me to the moon. <laughs> that's the poignant choice because that yeah. was their song. It wasn't some like hand heartbreak song either yeah. see I feel like the best Simpsons episodes don't go too far outside of the framework you know Mr. Burns finds a letter about the treasure he's his whole story essentially is in Moe's bar yeah. and the treasure is found in Moe's bar like it, he doesn't have to go on this other journey yeah. that would have made it super confusing like who's where like they basically found a scene for every story and then just worked within that, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it made everything much easier to follow and neater, and it all made sense. Like, yeah, Mo it, isn't the kind of person that's going to go, I refuse to spend this, you know, except on Edna, I'm going to go out to the woods and bury it. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to, while I'm most upset and I'm not clear-headed, I'm just going to chuck it in the jukebox, and now I don't know what to do with it. I think the jukebox, like, accepted the coins as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's just planning to use this ancient Aztec gold or whatever to, to buy things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not going to work. I like The Simpsons best when they have a story, and then they find the humor within that, rather than they have a series of jokes, and then they try and cram, a, cram it into a story shape. Yes. Mm. Yeah, because one of our big complaints, especially with the HD ones, is that it just feels like stuff happens. Yep. Like, and stuff happens until the credits. Looks yeah. like a brainstorm whiteboard. Exactly. But what about the wackiness of this episode? Okay, there's a ram that Lisa can understand. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty <laughs> wacky. There are, I was thinking of two wacky parts, actually. One, the joke where um, all the alcoholics come up and try to pest him at the bar. Oh, yeah. And he comes yeah. like, you guys better get out of here or I'm going to tell you which one's secretly gay. And uh, they all yeah. go, ah! <laughs> and run away. So which one is it? Because it's not Homer. It's Lenny. Is it Lenny Carlo Barney? Well, it's implied that it's all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I did like just before that as well. Is the uh, oh, these are some of the alcoholics we talk about. There, hey, don't pigeonhole us. We have a, we have other vices. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I like to dress up like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> okay. The other wacky part when uh, he's crying from the beauty of the story. He's like, I was very moved, but actually 
bats are biting my legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he yeah. falls through. And then later on, there's a throwback where the they're all like doing the shifty eyes at each other, where they've got yeah, the guns out. Yeah, the big out. standoff. And then the bats there, like looking <laughs> around. It's <laughs> so stupid, but I yeah. laughed really hard. And just on Homer getting stuck in the hole, like I liked when Bart was teasing him. I forgot what about. And um, uh, Homer's trying to reach and grab and choke him, and then his body twists, and then he uh, springs back, like. Again, super wacky, but it was visual thing that was great. The joke was, don't worry, Homer, we'll get the police to help you out. Like the time you got stuck in the teacups. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, two security guards. Yeah, two firemen, the jaws of life, <laughs> yeah. <a> crane. <laughs> and Snow White. Yeah, <laughs> and Snow White, yeah. Oh, also, just with the bats, like when they came pouring out of that hole, Maggie's just like waving at them. <laughs> yeah. is that a, was that a thing? Is that a joke about something? It's a throwback to Hitler. <laughs> oh, okay. Of course. Oh, she right. likes evil things. That explains it. She really does. <laughs> to me, the whole... The whole... I like taking the tip off the fucking stalactite and then suddenly yeah. the stalactite crashing and then they're yeah. all sl- slip sliding down and then he gets stuck in this hole that isn't suddenly collapsing and crushing him into a cube. Yeah. It's a bit wacky there. That's That feels unrealistic. It also feels just slightly out of touch with the Simpsons vibe the atmospherical no you know what i actually felt like that was one of the other jokes that i didn't love only because they've done it so much homer calling out to whatever god was mentioned last yeah mm. you know oh, yeah. yeah the one time that i remember that being really funny was the i don't believe in jeebus oh save me jeebus right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody remembers that that went through the schoolyard but oh, yeah gonna... this isn't one that you're gonna quote oh save me but i did like how they called him sisna genie ah sisna genie the god of pointing down so yeah i love that the local anahupi indians believe this delicate was the finger of tatsune genie the god of pointing down that was great i loved it homer's line of yeah our god made your god that seemed very white american sorry white america (laughs) i don't know our god made your god (laughs) i don't know i think that was a perfect like yeah subtle call out kind of wanky they were called the 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 caves at the start were called Carl's Dad's Cabins. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were. Right. I, I love that they didn't point it out either. It was no. just the sign gag. But it was just Carl, Carl's but a bit dad's. older with like a moustache. Moustache, <laughs> yeah. A picture of him like a, and a caving. He helmet. doesn't have a name. He's Carl's dad, Carl's dad. on the sign. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> um, by which I mean, ha 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 ha. How about the heart of this episode? I thought the Lisa Burns thing came out yeah. really cute at the end. Yeah, it did. Yeah, him actually sacrificing himself for another human being. Has yeah. he done that before? I feel he's done that before. Why Ooh. do I feel like he's done that before? He um, sometimes has a change oh, of heart. He went in to go into the fire to rescue that girlfriend. He did. He uh, did. And Snake was there as well. How about mm. that? And you were there? And you, you were there? <laughs> but yeah, to get to that Lisa moment, he had to try and get the photo of a children on the bus. I oh, yeah. That was oh, so that funny because his ominous shadow yep. is so creepy. And he's just like, smile like this, yes. revealing his fanged teeth. And, yeah. <laughs> and, <all laughs> like, gum. and then all the photos he's trying to take and yeah. Otto is just crying. <laughs> crying. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Millhouse and then Martin and then, yeah, Otto crying, like looking more distraught out of all of them. <laughs> but yeah, other heart moments in the episode. Um, the sheep just wanting to return Lisa's necklace. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It never felt like that was the case. He was mm. he was on rampage. 
Well, just... that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, he was because there's this shot where he's like they're chasing them down the hall and destroying all the things, and then he goes out of shot, and then he comes back in to like destroy a bench <laughs> and then keep then going missed, again. Yeah. Yeah. P.S. I really like the the animation and art of the interior of Burns's mansion that this time. Yep. Mm. All the like the panning through the hallways and the marble hallways and the statuary and the staircase. Everything was really beautifully animated and camera work was nice. Yeah, camera work is the wrong word, isn't it? Oh, it's it's animation. They use yeah. camera work. It's, Do they use cameras? Um, it's it's the the virtual camera. the illusion of the camera, yeah. the camera yeah. of the of the mind's eye. And yeah, the stairs with Burns's little uh, assist chair. You know, so long, sucker. Help me. So long, sucker. Yeah, yeah. the 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 quick one two changeroo. Yep, yep. You wouldn't let an old man die, would you? <laughs> oh wait, so long, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of Rick in, in Rick and Morty, where he's like, oh, God, please help me, God, please, if you let me out of this, God, I swear to God, I'll be a religious man. Like, oh, no, I saved the high in your face, God. Screw <laughs> you. There is no God. <laughs> Even, like, Krabappel coming to the school and then, like, I'm really going to make a difference. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh. I can help this poor little boy, not knowing that he's, Meanwhile, like, the devil's it's son. It's so sweet. Munch and my really, butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Munch my butt. <laughs> Graffitiing and him and Nelson are fucking looting the classroom. Wow. I like the way that it actually like instantly pulled back because there have been a few like especially early Simpsons moments with Bart just trying really hard. I mean the the very classic one where he studies so hard for this test and he still and fails he's crying, yeah. and, and crying. he cries oh, and then man. he finally like he quotes a fact that just pushes him up into a D minus <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yep. And so there have been those heartfelt moments and it was like kind of you expect that to be a throwback and then they pull out and go you never had detention all summer. It's like, oh, no, that old b- load of bull, you yeah. know? Just distracting her while Nelson, Nelson looted the microscope. so technically he told this to Skinner. I just realized yeah. that. <laughs> yes. yes. So then me and Nelson looted the school while Krabappel and Mo were talking. Uh, anyway, would you watch this episode again? Yes, I think I would. I definitely would. Yep. Yep, me too. We're going to watch it again. What playlist does it belong in? Um, we'll go Ooh. with that, like, 22 short films, uh, yep. spin-off mm-hmm. showcase, definitely. like, uh, very concept I don't know what you'd even call it. Like, different framework. Yeah, yeah framework, format, playing with format. Yeah. Like like Trilogy of Error with the intersecting storylines and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, playing with the format. Like, uh, mm. old mate Dan Dennis suggested. <laughs> hey, Dan. <laughs> if you're still listening after Princess. that garbage you were put through. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry about that. I, I don't know what, what I was drinking. <laughs> thinking, thinking. <laughs> but yeah, oh, other playlists, this one. Uh, nice Mr. Burns. Yep, Mo yeah. relationships. Yeah, yeah. Krabappel relationships. Krabappel relationships. Yeah, for real. Uh, I was about to say, you could do this one with the... Uh, yeah, with the... Um, the wind whispering... Well, no, I was going to say that, but also the Lisa and Burnt the Recycling Plant. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah totally. Um, I feel adventure romp ones, like young Homer and Lenny going through the woods to bury the thing. Yeah. Or like Lisa and Bart when they go on the bike ride and Treasure they find episodes. the Aztec thing. Treasure episodes. Oh, yeah. Like buried Tont- it under a big T. Yeah. yeah. Or totally. the Tontine episode. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Burns, you know. Oh, it'd go great in all those. Mm. Any other notes about this episode you want to say before we rank this Yeah, thing? I think because I'm an immature idiot the yep. thing i laughed hardest at in this episode was when they were back in the cave midway through and uh bart is like yeah you know but i found some cave paintings and changed them a little <laughs> yeah. bit and it was all the, it was like those old french cavern paintings with like the calves getting like slaughtered by the people yeah but then he's drawn in lisa yeah and like the calves saying i'm lisa's girlfriend and the <laughs> other one saying i want to have your calf <laughs> like, i just burst out laughing no it reminds me of another great bart lisa joke like where they they're lost in the woods or something and he goes I was once lost, but then I found a book. That book was called Lisa is Stupid. <laughs> yeah. 
good little brother-sister banter going on there. <laughs> the one thing that I thought was really amusing where, you know, they first get up into the attic, Lisa and Mr. Burns, and she goes, you used to work at Moe's. It's like, oh, yes, but it's a terrible tale of woe and I can't bear to think of it. She's like, all right, I'll go read a magazine. He's like, no, no. <laughs> he just pulls her and sits her back down and she rolls her eyes. Yep, yep. I love uh, as well, like, how, how much of a bitch Burns is because he's like, oh, you know, where's, uh, Mr. Smithers will help us out. Oh, no, he's getting his spray tan. He comes back orange and he leaves it all over the furniture. He's a walking creamsicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about when Rich Texan was riding him and going, hi-ho, Smithers? Yeah. So weird. Because he got all his worldly possessions. Yeah, that's right. Um, I like, there was another quote at yep. the very start where Rich Texan comes in and he's like, what's your racket, Sonny? You know, I'm in nuclear power. I'm not in the business of sticking a pole in the ground and praying <laughs> for goo. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like that, yeah. Um, there was another good line that I liked where Homer was like, wait, you're telling me a story within a story? And Lisa's like, yeah, you know, it's like when we watch home movies of you watching TV. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have to relate it back to TV. And and Moe's line as well, uh, when everything's about to fall apart, well, life was just playing a big game of up yours, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the only game that life knows how to play. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, poor Mo. What do you guys think of Mo going crazy and losing the ability to speak? I didn't like it much frazzle, like with frazzle, the, frazzle, much like with the gargoyle bit. I actually didn't mind it because it was just a very quick way to say, well, this relationship is over. Yeah. Because, like yeah. I pointed out before, there was actually no reason for them to stop dating. Mm. He had all this money. He could have just sold the bar and like started a new life with his millions of dollars of Aztec gold. But if he was willing to stay there, if he was willing to back down. I and, think the thing yeah. was that he was going to sabotage it at some point. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It, I guess she was choosing school and education and over him and terrible yep. decision I'm, in retrospect well <laughs> clearly yeah but i feel like the the razzle frazzle crazzle was just angry enough you can't are there's no arguing or reasoning with him and just crazy enough you're not sure you want to reason with him oh mm. did you like the um the throwback later where they're making out and they zoom in and she and he goes oh but i thought you hated you know bar, uh, bar, bartenders. Bar, uh, bartenders or something and she goes oh as long as you've got a healthy libido i don't care anymore and he goes oh that's something else we've got to talk about <laughs> yeah. yeah i love how that's a burn on like uh skinner as well yeah, <laughs> like, suck it, Seymour. Not Flanders yet. No, 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 that comes in about four years. That's what she yeah. said. Whoa! Oh. Hey. We noted that her voice was sounding a bit younger and fresher. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that teaching Bart Simpson led her to pick up smoking? <laughs> and drinking. And mm. drinking. Because, yeah, she was a staunch anti-alcoholic based on the burn from her um, ex-husband here. Yeah, the, mm. the, 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 the biggest heartfelt part of this episode is the contrast of how young and beautiful and happy she was yeah. with the smoking, bitter, cynical, world-weary wreck of a person she becomes in every other episode. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's my hero. She all says forms, what she's all yeah. thinking. Um, there was a what we're all thinking. She says what she's all thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I liked the whole thing at the end where uh, after the shootout and they're all like, you know what? This money did drive us apart. Thank you for throwing it away, Marge. Now let's go volunteer at the youth center. In Shelbyville of all places. Ugh. 
Yeah, uh, that was a weird t- attack on that, but I did like how Gross. Mr. Burns was then abseiling down. <laughs> yeah. I'll He's join like, oh, you in a minute. <laughs> I'll catch up with you. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't abseiling. It was, it was just, just climbing, straight, straight like, climbing. Straight free climbing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any final notes about this episode? Uh, I had a uh, couple of anal corners. Jordan's anal corner. Corner. <laughs> corner. You need four more. <laughs> All right. Crew, Octagonus. Octagonus. Like, yeah. Octagonus. You are a Roman villain in a Spider-Man comic. <laughs> no, nah, it's too. You can't do Spider-Man. They've already got Doctor Octopus. You can't do. Hey, that's two. where the octa came from. Can't do two octal. What's your things. anal corner? <laughs> that was pretty anal. <laughs> God. Rich Texan pours crude oil. Suppose this is why we call Texas crude oh, oil, yeah. like a Texas shower or something like that. Crude oil is like super black and thick and uh-huh. gross. I thought so too. Yeah. yeah. It's not olive oil. It's not yeah. clear. That's what it looks anyway, like. Anyway, yeah. how did Mo, Texan, Burns and Snake all know to be in the cave? On For cave day. Yeah. 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 Maybe they heard the stalactite fall. They were all following Homer, who really broadcast his plan. I'm going to get this money. Yeah. Well, I hope no one hears me planning to get the money. There's my Homer voice, apparently. Yeah. It's sort of like hidden scene thing. But yeah, Homer would totally do that. He'd be in Moe's bar. And because he didn't have any connection with Mo and the rich Texan, he would have said, Well, I'm going out to stock. <laughs> uh, and um, I, it, it's not really an anal quarterback. I did just like the animation of... Um, Rich Texan comes in with the gun and he's like, no, you're going to put that gold down or whatever. And then yep. Burns steps out from behind the stalactite yes. as well because he's like clearly not there, but he does that Looney Tunes thing where yeah. he just comes out from one side of it. I did I did really like that bit of animation I really too. wanted to talk about the next scene where Mo comes out with a bat and he goes, oh, you guys got guns? Oh, oh me, me too. too. <laughs> and he steps back into the shadow. <laughs> no, that was a really good visual thing as well. And it was so Mo. It was so Mo. While we're at this scene, what did everyone feel about... All the guys suddenly being like, now, Marge, I should pump you full of gratitude. Wow, we should all be good guys. Whoop, 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 whoop. And then everyone being like, yeah, she's right. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I liked but it. it was also, it reminded me of the Do What You Feel Festival episode where at the end it goes, well, let's go to the old mail, get some cider. You know, <laughs> yeah. just one of those mm, mm, fuck mm. it, end it sort of things. I, I could get it for snake and rich texan maybe but not mo burns snake, and obviously burns. because he started off as a professor yeah now they've, they've gave him enough of a, of a good guy origin story you can get away with that yep. well yep. we also have to remember that mo is the only one that didn't have a gun and he's pretty spineless when it comes down to yeah. it he follows people there's two parts to why it worked for me one is that that cuts straight to bart narrating so it makes it questionable did that really happen or was that how he's spinning it to skinny boy Skinny boy. <laughs> um, so that that was sort of part of maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not how it actually went down. Maybe the money's still out there. Maybe they're still shooting. Maybe everyone's dead and Bart has all the gold. Yeah. I love questionable. I love that they bring in the questionable narration at the end. You're not sure wh- who to trust. Like that book. This isn't the where, death of Roger Ackroyd. A different book. Um, but it is that one. Anyway, I liked it because everybody is like being so sweet and lovely. And then... You know, of course, the audience is watching and going, come on, guys. Like, really? This would never happen in real life. And then you've got Mr. Burns going, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Mm. All lovey. And he's climbing down. Like, because the contrast is there and it wasn't everybody being like, okay, let's just forget about the Aztec gold and Mm. go help people. That was actually the sort of my second part to that. I said there were two parts. Um, The second part is sort of the scripting there felt almost purposefully fake scripty like like they were about to set up uh this isn't how it actually panned out thing the the texan goes 
my I should pump you full of and then there's this slight pause and he's like strawberry lemonade yeah. and the other guy goes yes I also believe we should and the third guy's like I think we also should good be people and and it's kind of like if they've been dubbed over with Mr. Black yeah. being suddenly everyone's yeah. you know like 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 the storytellers have changed what the story was actually going to be yeah. Um, all right, well, just going to wrap this up. There's, there's one little bit of trivia I wouldn't mind just saying about yeah, this. Yeah, go for it. This one won the 2006 Primetime Emmy. Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah. if you look at like the Emmys records for Simpsons, like there are some very questionable yeah. choices, but this one I get. But do you know what it beat to win that Emmy? What did it beat? Or our Outstanding Animated Program, in brackets, for programming less than one hour. <laughs> it beat the South Park Scientology episode. What? That yeah. was even nominated? Wow. Yeah. But um, and then that's a shame. Al Jean, when he accepted the award, said, "This is what happens when you don't mock Scientology." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially but, in Hollywood. Yeah. Last thing I didn't like about the episode how it did end on the rich Texan doing the one, two, three, four. It yeah, was just it was a week. Yeah. There was I just cut Texan completely. Just end on Mo and Krabappel. Anyway, it is time to rank this thing. Kick it off, Danny. I'm giving you a silver. I really enjoyed it. I it, it, it sort of feels like I could have said gold and not had any qualms about that. Mm-hmm. But mm, I have too much history on the podcast. And I know that there are some so many great shows that don't quite hit the zirconia mark that you got to kind of leave space for that margin. This one is a really good one. But there's just, I, I just know that they've got such strengths within them, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I agree. I'm giving it a silver myself. The, the low points of this episode do bring it down from gold for me. Like, the the errors of, yeah, the rich Texan and some of the lines that we already mentioned that didn't quite land. It's just, it has to be silver for me, so that's what I'm going with. Uh, who's next? Claire. Well, actually, that's exactly what I started thinking about as soon as the episode finished. I thought, oh, man, this is such a gold. And I thought, well, just because I really like it doesn't mean that it's without problems you know Mm. critically thinking about it there are definitely some low points like you said there needs to be that that room between you know cubic best of the best cream of the crop and here and silver seems like a pretty like nice solid metal it deserves it it could be more but they're they've done so much better that it just can't be any higher yep all right and round us off jordan if we were going to do just a teens ranking this probably would be a cubic oh, of, yes. of teams. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um, with no um, other context, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to agree. I'm going to give it a silver. It, it, there's a couple of things that are just a bit dumb, a bit teens about it. But <laughs> at uh, at some of the best, it's it's very good. Like you could easily see some of this stuff fitting into like seasons nine to twelve. I'm not saying that to rag on it, but the, the fact that you know the quality was a little bit, it did go up and down a little bit. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's it's, it's a really solid silver. Yep. All right, cool. Well, All Silvers All Round. This will join other All Silvers All Round episodes like C.E. Dole, where Homer replaces Mr. Burns, Canary and Burns. Uh, Millhouse Doesn't Live Here Anymore, the season 15 episode where Millhouse moves to New York. Treehouse of Horror 7 and Call of the Simpsons, uh, the one where they mistake Homer for Bigfoot in season one. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Well, that about does it for the seemingly never-ending story, which ended. Um... <laughs> Sorry, we should only... have the lawsuit. This would be the lawsuit of the yeah. century. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going all the way back to season two. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Where we're going to Fine. watch Three Men and a Comic Book. We'll be back. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah.
Just can't hate it. You're excited? Check these pants. Mm, nice pants. <laughs> You're excited? <laughs> Check my octagonal anus. back and just before we get into our episode review we've just got a few quick corrections at Rory Silbernagel on Twitter actually pointed out to me that my belief of the last five years that Matt Groening came out and said that the Simpsons Springfield is in Oregon turns out to be false that was a misrepresentation by a Smithsonian article and Matt Groening quickly came out a couple of days later and said no it's not the case the state of Springfield is still ambiguous and yeah I just missed that mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you, Rory Silbernagel. He's a big fan. That's a made-up name. <laughs> it's a great name, Silbernagel. No, it's crusty in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, sorry, Rory. I'm just teasing. <laughs> we, we tease all of our fans' names, apparently. Um, yeah, we're a bunch of cunts. <laughs> I actually think it's an awesome name. Like R- Rory is is. It's an adventure name to me. Oh, you know? yeah. You, Rory Silbernagel. Rory should be a lion's name. Boo. <laughs> All right. And Jordan, <laughs> uh, you asked a few episodes ago, has a HD episode ever outranked a teens episode? And as of this episode, that has happened 14 times. Wow. wow really? Wow. Yeah. So out of 14 out of 54, that's not bad. Okay. Anyway, uh, and the final correction I'll mention tonight is, Danny, you asked last episode you were on where they had the entire Fraser family on. They had oh, yeah. Kelsey Grammer, David Hyde Pierce, and John Mahoney mm-hmm. on. Yep, yep, you yep. asked, had Daphne ever been in an episode? Yes, the actress Jane Leaves, she'd been on season 15's The Regina Monologues, where the Simpsons go to London. But oh, that makes she, sense. Yeah, that she wasn't sense. part of the sideshow. She wasn't Bob. part of the sideshow Bob entourage. Mm. No, no, just a unrelated character, English voice for the English episode. Oh, I'm glad to see her on there, but it's sort of a shame they didn't take her on board with everybody else. Yeah, the expanded catalog. They bring Eddie yeah. on. Oh no, Eddie's Eddie's passed Moose. on. Yeah, Eddie's. Hey, I got a bit of trivia for you. Moose, at the height of Fraser's peak popularity received the most fan mail. In fact, more fan mail than all the other <laughs> cast members combined. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey Grammer's like, ooh, I got dog treats. Oh, it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that does it for the corrections. And we just watched Three Men in a Comic Book. This was season two, episode 21, written by Jeff Martin, first released in May 91. In this episode, Bart takes up part-time work to save up enough money to get Radioactive Man number one. And turns out uh, Martin Prince wants it as well, and they find a way to get Milhouse involved and split the comic three ways, and then trouble as they try to share it. Guys, what did you think? Really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a great episode. Mm, it just flows beautifully. Yeah. Because I haven't seen this for quite some time oh yeah and i think there were quite a few jokes that i that probably went over my head yeah when i was when i was younger i certainly didn't remember mrs glick going filthy but genuinely arousing (laughs) (laughs) the stories and that is i think now my new favorite simpsons quote yeah Yeah. oh it it was i think we had to take the episode back as like we were just laughing over for like a minute afterwards (laughs) it's amazing just yeah. perfect timing with it as well. Oh, and the other joke that totally went over my head was um, at the Comic Con at the beginning of the episode, they have the Fallout Boy character uh, actor come on and yeah. answer questions and they're pre-warned to not ask about Radioactive Man's uh, tragic final years. Yeah. 
and uh, Bart asks yeah. the question about... Uh, uh, he, he says, uh, do you think Dirk Richter's corpse is haunting the bordello where his bullet-riddled corpse was found? Yeah. <laughs> Dirk Richter was a beautiful man. <laughs> I did not Amazing. get that joke Which apparently, at all. Um, a reference to like George Reeves and his kind of mysterious death slash suicide. He was the first like Superman on oh, TV. Okay. No, there were a lot of interesting references here that went over my head. Uh, you guys mentioned there was a Halloween one as well. Oh, no, I think it was Psycho. There was the Alfred Hitchcock shot of the, the shadow the when sil- yeah. Glick grabs Bart. And- oh, no, that's, the iodine. That's, got, that's Gone With The Wind. Gone With The Wind? Yeah. Not the iodine, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Gone With The Wind. I know, that's weird. The bit oh. where Bart is clinging on to Millhouse and his shirt's ripping, I think that's Hitchcock. Saboteur, it was. It was Saboteur. It was oh, Hitchcock. Well there you go. Bam. I like that comic book guy as the adult clearly saw this happening yeah (laughs) and i think like looking at it in the context now as an adult bart's like shitty attitude like why don't you just waddle over there and get it yes sir and like inside he's thinking you little fuck like yeah 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 i'm gonna get the money you guys are gonna get a problem yeah exactly (laughs) well i like how excited he is about a hundred (laughs) dollars yeah yeah see back in 91 that was a lot of money but 100 us dollars that's real money I still don't think that's enough for like a first edition of a comic book. He might have had 600 printings of those behind the counter. It, well, that's true. Yeah, that's he may just have it. it. Yeah, very true. And he's just got it in the window like for all to see. Like, yeah. Just yeah. With everyone else. Yeah. It's not like with a big like arrow. You can have this for $100. It's just in there. I'm like, Getting I'm... faded by the sun. Yeah. Do you not do yeah. that to like rare comics. So the other interesting thing I thought about this episode is this really is a throwback to... Before the Comic Con model that we know now, where, oh, yeah. Yeah. where conventions are so like more focused on movies and TV, yeah. Back then in the nineties, the it was universe. Yeah, it was all about the comics or baseball cards, and it was just people trading on card tables uh, with yeah. boxes and boxes yeah. of comics. And I uh, I like the little um because this is early day Simpsons where the kids were actually kids, you know. Yeah. And Lisa and Bart's little um exchange in the car. Firstly, him teasing her about liking Casper the Friendly Ghost, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's lame, ghost. and she's like, oh, "I'm sorry, friendship is lame to you. I, you know, that's gonna be a great <laughs> model for your life." I'm sorry. You equate friendliness with wimpiness. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, later on, that you know, oh, he's got the best one-liners, and she's like, he's like every other uh, superhero. He's like, no, 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 look, look. He punches this guy into the sun, and then he says, "Hot enough for you?" And she goes, ha, ha, "Stand corrected." Yeah. Like yeah. such a kid joke, you know, that she would find that cool as well. Uh, absolutely, I do love their little like. Conspiracy theory. It, yeah, do you think Casper the Ghost is is, is Richie Rich's ghost? I remember like, that oh blowing God. my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. What the, one of the first Comic Con stalls you see is Jack. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, it was Kirby, wasn't it? Have your art no, no, evaluated no. by Jack? No, yeah. it wasn't Jack Kirby. It was it, it's similar though. It was it was like a I think it was a well known comic. It might have been. Author. It might have just been a rename for Jack Kirby. Yeah, but, it could have um, been. Uh, I, uh, no offense to the guy if it was a real person, but there was a huge queue there, and he was just going, "Nah, he's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Nah, yep. mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> not, no, 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 <laughs> like evaluated, to- yeah, yeah. And, and Auto's idea, bus man. Yeah. <laughs> I really want that poster. Actually, it drives That's a good. bus by day, fights zombie vampires in an apocalyptic wasteland by night. And you totally see he's drawn like the girl clinging to his leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. such a classic, fucking, like oh, it's perfect. Like, Standing on a pile. Barbarian. Uh, yeah. What's the word? Heavy heavy metal? Was it heavy yeah, metal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
even a bit Toxic Avenger. Like, it's just all those campy 70s schlock yeah. films. Like, yeah. it's amazing. So just about uh, more about the story. So it was almost like this was in three parts. You had the comic convention in Act 1. Discovery of the treasure. Discovery. Ah, the discovery, the working for it in Act 2. Yeah. And then the having it in Act 3. That's amazing. it, man. Um. You he, you find a map to the treasure. You discover the existence of treasure out there. Scene two is questing for it. Your trials you undergo in 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 order to get there. And three is discovering that the real treasure. No, you you can't <laughs> keep it. Even when you get it, it slips through your fingers. <laughs> What's your point? Uh, I'm just kind of ticked off. That's all. <laughs> mm. I like that. You know, as soon as he gets back in the car, he starts going, "What a." Brilliant idea, Homer. Oh, yeah, yeah taking us want? to a fine <laughs> restaurant like Krusty Burger. Yeah. Oh, man, and I love how that act ends with the Wonder Years reference as well. Yes. Oh, man, right. so good. So good. And, so yeah, cool. totally, they brought in Daniel Stern for that as well. And They had to. That was yeah. the best. <laughs> Sorry, just to go back one step, when um, Homer is like, we'll go to Krusty Burger, he says, my treat, like the yeah. kids are going to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and Bart's like, oh, you're such a charitable philanthropist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then when Marge sort of regales her story with the flashback as well, and then... Oh. Oh, yeah. So maybe a part-time job is what... And Bart's like, oh, mom, I couldn't ask you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Already so busy with me and Maggie. sweet Margie, though, working her little heart out to get that little light bulb oven. Yeah. (laughs) She's making brownies for her sisters anyway. Yeah, Yeah. I I thought that. Yeah, she didn't even make a treat for herself. That's so Marge as well, isn't it? Yeah. But... That's another joke that flew over my head as a kid. The sisters just smoked and smoked, smoked. and like how their voices changed Straight so away. much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They start out so sweet and we'll give you part of our allowance, and then it's Venus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, a really good addition to the backstory of Patty and Selma. So in the second act as well, all the stuff with uh, Mrs. Glick. Loved it, and as a child. God, it's painful. Like, oh, yeah, we, we all knew those people, you know. <laughs> As a child, so it was yeah, terrifying prospects. The smell of just like mothballs and potpourri and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I got some sauerkraut candy. Sauerkraut mm, candy. No Do you know how to mix whitewash? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and played by Cloris Leachman as well. I fucking love Cloris Leachman. She's amazing. I even like how like everything makes sense. This is what I really liked about the old episodes. Everything that yep. was shown was for a purpose. Marge, you know understanding that her boy is really trying to make this money somehow. Yeah, the shot talking of Talking about it the in the salon. hairdressing salon. And, yeah. you know, oh, boys, they never change, you know. <laughs> and so then Mrs. Glick is introduced and she's just, you know, it's it just all very smooth. It yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. And you get that heart. That's where it comes yeah. from because yeah. you see that, like, there is genuine interaction with, you know, Marge and Homer, with the kids. It, it's just really nice. I like that as an adult... I can sort of see it from both angles a lot better. Yeah. Like, I can see that Marge and even Mrs. Glick are just trying to help Bart out. They're like, they're here trying to give him a bit of money, give him the jobs to do and things. And she's this little old lonely lady who can't take care of her own house. And, and, you know, she's not the bad guy here at all. Yeah, you actually see her as like this real bitch when you're a kid. Yeah. But when you get older, you're like, oh, she's just an old lady. She's just out of touch with the reality today. She doesn't have much more than a few quarters to give anyway. (laughs) Whistles and 
moon pies. <laughs> and still have... Tra- what a time to be alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still have change to take the trolley out. I love her, uh, like, a comic book. Like, Nazi Smasher yeah. or something? Nazi like. Smasher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> she knows a, the good comics. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. Also, I um take back what I said. It was Jolly Jack Tate, but it is referencing Jack Kirby. Oh, it is. There you go. There we go. Corrections mm. index in the same episode. Yes. It's efficient. So in the final act as well, the whole Martin, Milhouse and Bart sharing the comic book. Sorry, this is unimportant, but where does the, the act cross over for you? Uh, like, is it after they get the, the comic and then there's like the big... <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the act break. It's like the ad break is the act yeah. break? Which is actually a really good act break because it does lead into a bit of suspense where you're like, wait, how are they going to do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, Martin's fucking plan. <laughs> like, yeah. Thursdays are Saturdays, and I'll get the Wednesdays, and you know. And, and it's so smooth, and it starts to actually make sense. And you're like, oh, okay, this is going to work. This yeah. is going to be fine. Wait, what about Sunday? <laughs> yeah. All right, then we do rocks. Ran- you know, there's yeah, a random, random number, number generator. generator. <laughs> You'll get one to three. I'll get four to six. You get what about zero? Yeah, what about zero? <laughs> <laughs> Just well, planting the seeds of suspicion. Yeah. And so since it's Saturday, I'll, I'll be, be taking, taking my comic. Yeah. That, that, he was right to be suspicious i guess of martin because he clearly played that so he he'd take the hot comic home yeah, yeah. but also Bastard. man <laughs> how paranoid did bart get yeah bart so man. crazy man and like yeah. fuck uh, martin was right someone has to take it home why would bart say no it has to stay here tonight was he gonna say that about every night where do you draw the line from paranoia i think maybe because well, Milhouse didn't even, at the end, even says, I didn't even want it. I wanted Jack Kims. <laughs> I want to call you Defensy with yeah. the sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know what Martin had to go through, but we know what Bart had to go through to get oh, some of the money. Oh, we do know what Martin had to go through. I had to visit my great aunt in a nursing home. I was picking corn. I fished I a quarter in, in out of the, the gutter. gutter. Yeah. 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 But it's nothing compared to what Bart had to go through and, and know, the man. sacrifices he made. Because he's been going back to Mrs. Glick's multiple days, like for a week, it seems, just for 50 cents yeah Yeah. and martin prince though is well established i don't know maybe by now but certainly later things as wealthy like his family's pretty well off so i feel like and also let's face it bart out of all three of them is the radioactive man fan Mm. he's the comic book fan and i can see why he out of all three of them would be become like so passionate and possessive of what he feels he's earned yeah, you know. Yeah, I just I kind of wish that they had Millhouse and Martin at a bit more fault, like because it was just Bart leading the paranoid charge. Yeah. And like to me, I, when we saw Martin, he was desperate and his hair was all over the place, and he was like, "Damn it, man! Forty bucks is all I've got. I've scrimped yeah. and I've saved and I've done everything." And that gives me this big unstory that out there he was just going through just as much of a struggle. Mm. But even towards the end, like Martin trying to go to the bathroom and oh, getting tied man. up, you know, man, yeah, it kind of makes sense to me. I would have liked if that was him trying to sneak off with the thing, because then they all would have been acting a bit suspicious, you know. Yeah. No, see, I actually liked that Bart went crazy. I mean, it's not, it's, it's kind of sad when you look back on it as an adult, being like, man, Bart, you caused your own problems here. Yeah, he really yeah. did. He led the charge against Martin with Millhouse, and then he was fighting with Millhouse and. And and he took the brick off the comic book as well. Yep. Yeah. Oh That's my it. god! And he was like, as soon as old Bart gets a bit drowsy, blammo with the brick. Yeah. What is he? What is he expecting from Millhouse? Yeah. Cold murder. Yeah, I they know. They need right? to watch a little bit more Sesame Street and learn about something called cooperation. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. We'll move on with the questionnaire. Play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Oh, 60 plus at least. Yep. <laughs> Over 9,000. Yeah. Mm. No, probably not that many. That's an exaggeration. Yep. Maybe like 100. My scanner says you're lying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe 100 times less than that. All right. This is actually <laughs> one of my favorite episodes that I haven't seen as much as the other ones. Mm. I'm always like, ooh, I wish I'd seen this one more. Um, it never seems to come up on rotation on the telly as much. So I'd, I'd no. say yep. like a high ball but low number, like 60 to 100 is probably... Yeah, oh, it's the so one you've seen I... it just as many times as me, huh? <laughs> Probably. That's pretty interesting, eh? Channel yeah. 10 outside We're your window. We're all inside this little studio. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> stealing my answers. <laughs> You're going crazy, Claire. Put down that brick. Broadway style. <laughs> oh, and so you can pick it up and just <laughs> <blam> <laughs> Jordan, the comic book. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I've seen it probably in the hundreds. Look, I've got this thing with like seasons one to four where... They were on so much in syndication and I just overdid it as a kid. Uh-huh. I didn't really go back to these seasons much throughout my life because like, I can, their script is just imprinted in my brain. Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> oh, Definitely. Absolutely. We could do this word for word. No question. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to mention that I think the thing that I love the most about this episode is that it's got the beautiful camera work and the shots and the oh, panning yeah. and the angles that... To me, is really indicative of seasons like one to f- not even four, maybe like three, three and a half, where they were being really clever and creative and experimental and expressive with that work. You don't Absolutely. get that same sense from the later stuff. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you you get like one shot in and it stands out in the episode, like the devil shot where you got the boom and the f- big flames and the mm. Flanders and things. And yeah, they're doing old school animation, hand drawn uh, yeah. techniques like yeah. overexposing the animation cells and things like that. Yeah. Whereas in the new one, because it's all digital, you don't have that experimentation. Or like the Bart the General, where they like superimposed a water yeah. effect over oh, the oven to simulate the waviness yeah. of an oven. Amazing. Um. So, any impact or memories uh, with this episode? <laughs> what What stuck with you over the years? An innate mistrust of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) You should. (laughs) Mrs. Glick talking about her brother Asa. And oh, yeah, he held a grenade too long. Oh, yeah. I remember the boot coming out of the trench, but I don't remember all the chunks of flesh. Man, (laughs) that was just yellow viscera, wasn't (laughs) there? It was like bits of, like, I think an ear, but just like ragged yellow bits. And you're like, holy shit. (laughs) Doing this for this guy and this guy and Reggie. Yeah, Yeah, Reggie. Reggie. He's not so stuck up when you get to know him. (laughs) For some reason, that's one of those lines that's always been in my head. It's weird how some lines that stick with you just aren't useful in day to day yeah you want the quotes you can actually use what, what, what sticks with you and yeah reggie yeah he's not so yeah. bad once you get to know him he's a <laughs> this is for you kaiser bill yeah <laughs> uh, and by the way his name was asa wasn't it yeah, yeah. hellfish reference maybe yeah maybe. They say, uh but asa phelps was the one that died the grandpa got the letter about it this is the, asa so. glick what well, yeah glick oh, might be point. her mrs name mrs oh, yeah. glick yeah maybe her Ooh. mrs because yeah it was asa phelps Anyway, right in. Um, maybe Asa was a popular name during the First World War or Second World War. Oh, maybe like they Glick? only found his badge all these years ah, later yeah. to confirm death. Confirmed. One of the bits that really stuck with me over the years was the exchange between Bart and Homer, you know. Oh, you know, two quarters was a lot of money back when I was a kid. Really? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Work sucks, Dad. <laughs> I was almost double your age before I learned that <laughs> lesson. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, excellent. I talked about it before, like I pre-quoted it before the episode, the bit with the, um, Homer, it's really coming down out there. Can you check on the boys? And then <laughs> yeah. just like the lightning strikes and then you can just see them strangling each other. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What room is he in then? Because he's in like the TV den. I God yeah, knows. Yeah, there's a second, there's the rumpus room. It's yeah. not always shown. Yeah, it's just interesting because there's a tiny TV, a bunch of kids' toys. It's just... Yeah, it's a room that's never been laid out like that again. I think after this, I was always in the back of my head going, he didn't say it at the time and neither did I. But <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, again, that Wonder Years thing was so on point and just Beautiful. Homer going, why are you staring off like that? <laughs> Actually, go look it up on uh, YouTube. Someone's done this 30 second thing where they replaced the Daniel Stern voiceover with 80s spooky synth. Oh, Ooh. so he just stares off nothing. Oh, he stares oh. off, and it gives the scene so much tension. And in this one, yeah, he's getting in trouble for throwing a rock or something. And he's, mm. What did you think you'd achieve by doing that? He's just staring off. <laughs> nice. I've seen a similar The Wonder Years with just silence where the voiceovers happen. <laughs> and like so every awkward. three seconds, just he's at the bowl of cereal, and the mum just yeah. like stares at him. And waits. <laughs> and waits. <laughs> what kind of acting job must that have been? I can't I imagine. No. Like, were they timing it with Daniel? Like, that's amazing. Probably they had someone off camera just like reading it. Yeah. All right. And go. But yeah, it reminds me of like Garfield minus Garfield or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that kind of existential just horror. <laughs> yeah. And before that, when Homer's like teasing Bart, like I loved that exchange as well. <gasps> that's right. <laughs> you going to stop bugging me now? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> what? Uh, that reminded... That's <laughs> very similar to the, the Mount Splashmore episode. It was. Yeah, and, and Homer goes, you know, normally when you bug me, I cave in. And I'm proud of you. It shows you've been learning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, when he's teasing, punches him in the arm. How do you like? Damn apples. Yeah. <laughs> and Bart's like there sucking and like rubbing punch. his arm. But then uh, Marge is like, Homer, don't glow. And he's like midway through this, like glow. making the face with like doing the... the, the hell hell yeah. That. yeah. That's what yeah. Sound yep. of it. <laughs> Sound of a gloat face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Colin P, basically. All right. Well, next a question. Colin P, see your doctor. <laughs> uh, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yes. Uh, you had Homer really teasing Bart, yep. like sinking to his level in immaturity, also Homer using his logic to win that Homer argument, like using Bart logic to beat Bart at his own game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that <laughs> Homer the big brother, and then later on Homer the parent, where he's like, I'm proud of you, son. You, know, you learned the lesson. Yeah. Work does suck. Yeah, Marge being the kind of the self-sacrificing, yeah, mother, yeah. like very sweet, homemaking. Sweet little Margie with yeah. the light bulb oven. Yeah. <laughs> Is it easy bake oven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've um, never Those light bulb warmed treats. Yeah, mm. did they have them in Australia? Like maybe. I was I not had, alive back oh, then. Oh, I had one, but it wasn't for treats. It was for making little. You'd had little molds and like jelly, and you made monsters. Oh yeah. Oh, I had that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that the Doctor Dreadfuls? Yeah, would have been something like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I also had one where I had a little skeleton of the Terminator, and you dip him in pink goo, and he comes out with skin on, which you can then what? you peel it off, and he's like nice. all flayed and nice. bits of skeleton throwing. Sh- yeah, there's, this is a quick question. Yeah, It totally felt like The Simpsons. All the characters are on point. This is building the foundation of The Simpsons, and it's solid, solid concrete that uh, it's on. This is the, the first uh, appearance of Comic Book Guy and Mrs. Click oh. and Radioactive Man. Wow. But you can tell that like Comic Book Guy from the very start, Mrs. Glick from the very start, 
yeah. have been the same. Like, yeah, yeah. They are. yeah. Like his they voice changed a little. He yeah. had a bit of a lisp, and yeah. and he, it wasn't quite the same no. sort of whiny. But he was still that superior kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. very yeah. holier than that. Yeah. I don't need this. I've got a master in folklore mythology. He's got a <laughs> master's in folklore mythology. Yeah, that oh, puts a, such a kind of a tragic spin on him that yeah. he's just like. You know, this is what he's doing. Yeah, he's got a useless degree. Yeah, for yeah. real. Unlike Come us. on, guys, we would all love to run a comic book store. I don't know. I wouldn't mind getting a master's in folklore mythology. It sounds yeah, like I know, a rad fun. Really interesting. <laughs> it's just not a pay the bills kind of degree. Yeah. It really isn't. Wow, I can't believe it's the first appearance of all those characters. Yeah, yeah. That's and we all notice that the candy dish comes back later. Ninety yeah. dollars. Oh. Man, all those candies stuck together. I yeah. swear, I saw that so many times in mm. my youth. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I, I want one, but I don't know how to. <laughs> Boys love candy. <laughs> yeah. And you pick up the ball of candy, like, maybe I don't want this. If this if this is like super glue. Because you can tell she doesn't eat it herself. She's yeah. just had no. it there for many God summers. God knows how long. <laughs> um, let's talk about the wackiness of this episode. It's an early episode, not too much, but uh, the Bartman, was that a bit of a Yeah, yeah. going and changing in the... Um phone booth with somebody in there yeah <laughs> i was gonna say uh well i mean you can tell it was in the 90s because phone booth still existed yeah at that stage. i remember those things oh, i was gonna say i really like the sound effect when he oh yeah. yeah they do that a couple of times as well when he meets up with otto as well that's really great i love the guy that is in the telephone booth has the little like pork pie hat as well and he kind of <laughs> looks shocked at yeah. everything as well yeah it was really cool i liked it yeah real 50s guy yeah it's not really wacky but the cops not busting a kid for selling beers on the street <laughs> i know right <laughs> yeah yeah they're a strange I, yeah. time i feel like the springfield pd is probably a little bit corrupt <laughs> oh yeah like it's probably <laughs> well established corrupt like yeah. free donuts kind of corrupt yeah a free cold beer and a friendly ear <laughs> yeah. yeah and i love it how immediately barney's uh on tick for this oh wait <laughs> use a more general term he's already trying to um get a uh, tab going with yeah. bart it's you spot yeah. me i'm good for it <laughs> beat it yeah <laughs> I think one of the shots that stayed with me is the little piece of the radioactive man comic in the bird's nest at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> always going to be my head. The mm. fucking backstory as well. Yeah. That's how it happened. Fucking <laughs> yeah. four panels. Yeah. <laughs> I do love, um, it reminded me of Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> oh, no. Choke. <laughs> Radiation. <laughs> yeah, reading yeah. the stage directions. <laughs> Classic. Do it. How about the... Do it. This isn't my world. Disappointed! <laughs> Claire Sorbo, everybody. <laughs> Clevin. How about Clorbo? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hercules and Xeno all rolled into one. Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, Homer was such a pig in that moment. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Tie me up with that golden lasso any day. How about the heart of this episode? I think it was there. I mean, I don't think it was a very, like, oh, like they really love each other sort of moments. But at the end, when, like, firstly, they fight for the first time, they f all start yeah. choking each other and she comes up with, like, the s'mores yeah. milk. Oh, yeah. And they all, like, settle down for a little while. And then she comes up, like, with two towels and says, all right, seriously, guys, come inside, you know. <laughs> come in for imitation marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. like, what are they yeah. supposed to be? And instantly, like, the whole mood changes. Yeah. The kids stop being mad at each other and just sort of go, okay. That's what That's I was going to say. Like, Marge is, like, the perfect mum. Mm. 
Mm. Like she really, yeah. like we we talked about it heaps before. Like she cares about her kids a lot. She does heaps for them. And yeah, they're kind of oh come on, you can play your little tie up game inside and everything. Like she has the everything the best intentions to yeah. her. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yep. Um, she doesn't get what's happening. She just assumes no. it's a, a good game. There's a lot of heart in her flashback, of course, the little Margie flashback. Um, oh yeah. She's being so sweet and she's being taken advantage of, but she's happy there anyway in her own hey, way. Well, she's baking um, those like little cookies thing yeah. and she's got this big grin on her face because she's, she's happy. so happy. She's worked hard and she's got what she wanted. She sure has. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of heart watching Bart learn the value of hard work. There's a thing that I want. I can't just go get it. <laughs> Here I am. M- maybe working hard is the thing to do. And then that's that's the way you learn the, the importance of of things that you buy, like oh, this is a thousand dollar thing that is worth so many hours of hard work. Yeah, that this puts value on the thing. A little piece of his childhood. <laughs> yeah, he's like a huge yeah. cynic in the middle there. He goes, "Well, how much money have you earned? Nothing yet, but at least I'm in a huge amount of pain." Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they. I feel like they actually undercut the heart of this episode at the end by him saying, "Oh, I haven't learned shit. Whatevs." Yeah, it just takes me off as all. Like, yeah, um, and I kind of wish that Milhouse and Martin were a bit madder at him, but then I guess he couldn't reset to zero. It was yeah, it was funny having him not learn a lesson, but also having him not learn a lesson means that it was all meaningless. But but kind of redeems himself too because at first he's kind of like Milhouse, you know, probably the ground is probably soft from the rain, it'd be yeah. fine. Yeah. But when Milhouse does rip, he doesn't let him fall. He does go and grab him with both hands and everything. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. The second that the shirt rips and grabs the arm and yeah, and pulls beautiful. him in. Yeah. No, beautiful shot. And I think that's what it comes down to. You know, he does end up choosing his friends over his, you know, insanity. Yeah. But. Also, the fact that when I watched this as a kid, I didn't realize that it was just Bart being really, really paranoid. Just Bart. I thought they were all in an evening. Right? So when you're a child, I don't think you sort of, you don't take that outside look. You see Martin getting up in the middle of the night. That's suspicious, you know? He was actually just really needing to go to the toilet. Although, he didn't wet his pants, so it couldn't have been that urgent. Yep, yep. So, yes or no? Well, you know, it's good, (sighs) but of course I'm going to watch it again. Yay. Duh. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Let's put this to the marathon list because we have to do like a a cubic cubic marathon, right? Only if my eyes are stabbed out would I not be able to watch this episode (laughs) again. That's like the upper cubics. (laughs) I believe you can watch this one in Braille now. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it in Braille. So we're going to watch it again. What playlist do we put it in? Radioactive man playlist. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I think it has to be like a like a Bart friends kind of thing. Like I'm thinking like Bart on the road and. Uh, I think yep. it'd go well with the Bart uh, with the reverse vampires conspiracies and the treehouse conspiracy. Oh yeah, yeah, treehouse episodes. Yeah, yeah. treehouse casino. Early yep. Bart gets a job. Ah, oh, yeah. Gets a job. yeah, yeah. Pair this one with uh, Bart after dark, where he works at the bordello. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or burlesque house, I should say. Yeah. Uh, uh, or Mrs. Glick episodes or, or comic book guy. Totally. Homer parenting. <laughs> yeah. Homer's uh, life Lousy advice. parenting. <laughs> yeah. Slumber parties. The one where the girls all slumber over. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. We need to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> again, again. Again and again. And again and again and again. Ones where the dog shreds stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Eats my homework. Eats the hat. Eats the shoes. Eats the sneakers. Yeah. Oh my God! He's got the precious cable TV cable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's lots. Oh, of- oh Raphael 
Mine's yeah. as well. Yeah. Off, yeah. off model Raphael. <laughs> yeah. So this is a busy episode. Yeah, this is one where Raphael had orange hair and a moustache instead of uh, his usual bald. Looked very Gary Larson. He's sarcastic guy. Small, he had the small glasses yeah. and no yeah. eyes behind them. Yeah. And yeah, he had yeah. the big curly hair that didn't have like a, a real defined forward line to it or anything. Yeah. Very Gary Larson style. No, totally. All right. Any other final things about this episode you'd like to bring up before we rank this thing? I liked when it fell in the mud and then the dog ate it and then the lightning strike hit it just in case you didn't get the message. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Speaking of lightning strikes, not only are the kids fighting when Homer's supposed to you know, oh, have a yeah. look, the lightning actually hits the tree. I did not yeah. notice that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're fine. Homer, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's just got so many references. One yeah. being when Martin says it like, oh, this is the stuff dreams are made of. That's from the Maltese Falcon. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Laramie cigarette is like a parody of the the Flintstones smoking yeah, commercial. The, yeah. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, an yeah. amazing yes. bit. <laughs> I wish I could smoke Laramie cigarettes. Not until you're 60. Yeah. <laughs> 16, I thought it was. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was 16. Oh, yeah. it was like, Much oh. worse. Oh, I thought the joke was that we're so loaded with tar that only senior citizens oh, who are ready to go. And then when they've got Martin tied up, he, they call him Piggy and like, they threatened to put an apple oh, in his yeah. mouth, like yeah. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so many references to movies I have not seen. Yeah, See, yeah. this episode is inspiring a playlist of for me, but not oh, of Simpsons episodes, go. movies to watch. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Oh, yeah, I just had one more, like, kind of anal corner. Jordan's anal corner! Oh, um, is Marge an acrobat? Because how did she get that tray out? Because oh. we know that they've just got, like, boards, like, hammered into the tree. And she had that tray up, and she was, like, balancing. She had two hands busy, didn't she? Yeah, and she's just, like, balancing <laughs> with her toes, I'm imagining. Like, just one big toe on each of the little things. No, she does that thing, like, when you climb coconut trees, so you get the, like, uh, the, the strap around yeah, you yeah, and you yeah, lean yeah. back. Or she's just got those rocking thighs. She, oh, yeah. She yeah. She's just straddling it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the camera from outside would have been such a different story. Yeah. Her impossibly long legs are just <laughs> wrapped, wrapped around, around twice. <laughs> she snakes back down. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to mention, I love it how Homer left the window to his car open over this raining light. Oh, yeah. man. Yes. You guys ever done that before? I do it every fucking time it rains at work really i'm upstairs teaching i get to work and it's bright and sunny i go upstairs and i teach and three hours later I come down and it's just pissing down Dude, and my window is open you live out the oh. west you shouldn't be leaving your car open anyway it's Our car. so hot it's so <laughs> hot if i don't that i come in and things are melted yeah but if you don't like close it things are stolen it's like the, the car it's it's the eternal conundrum isn't it oh, i don't God. know if it's i would say don't it's tell eternal. me about your problems i don't want to know <laughs> I, I I can't nag you if I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, I believe it is time to rank this thing. Woo! All right. Um, I think Claire needs to kick it off. Oh, cubic zirconia. Oh yeah. Why? Because it's a really good episode. I mean, it's actually quite well animated as well. I think by season two they'd really found their stride. So there wasn't too many fuck-ups, for lack of a better word. Yeah. They were very clever with the way they shot it, and the whole plot and everything was done really neatly. Very enjoyable, really funny. Awesome. Jordan? I'm... What? I know. I know. I'm at odds <laughs> of it. Between maybe gold and silver. 
What? I'm kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> Picks um, up the brick. <laughs> no, um, my heart because the nostalgia goes. Oh yeah, I remember this episode. I love this episode and everything. Blah 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 blah. Makes me want to say, well, it's obviously a cubic zirconia. But when I'm looking at it, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can give it a pure cubic zirconia. I can give you cubic because my my if guts are not, not 100% saying. If you're not hundred percent sure, go- you it's not. Like, that's my feeling. If yeah. you're not, like, instantly, this is a cubic, then it's not a cubic. It's yeah. a gold. you got to go with your heart guts, man. I think I have to give it a gold. Like, it's it's very good. It's very fucking good. And I really like the episode, but it's not, like, my favorite. It's, I, I, I just... No, look, it's... It's not it's... in me. I think the difference between a cubic and uh, a gold is just gut feeling at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the definition is cubic is essential. Gold is excellent. So it's really just splitting hairs anyway. Mm-hmm. It's saying this one you have to watch versus, oh, this one is excellent. What do you reckon, Danny? Oh, this one's definitely a cubic sacronia. Um, It's in your opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just about to talk about why. In your um, opinion. I was just about to talk about why this is definitely a Quiet, cubic Quiet, dry Jordan. I'll rub these dry knees all over your face and give you the exfoliating of a lifetime. (laughs) Um, Wouldn't you be giving yourself the exfoliating of a lifetime? No, because my knees are the rough, dry things, and her face is going to get fucked up. Um, First off, it is story-driven, and the story is a cohesive whole, and is clever, and it has a lot of emotive depth to it. Uh, There's a lot of moral and ethics to it, and uh, maturity as well as growth... To me, the episodes that become cubic zirconiums have a lot of uh, movie references built into them. Not just hidden, but built into the storyline, built into the structure, built into the camera work, built into the shots. And I think that's part of where the storylines come from as well. These These are classic stories retold, and it has a lot of information referenced in there that people can go out and learn about and be interested in. And I, I think that this is one of those episodes where you could watch this and go away and watch 60 movies and see how they all come together to create one new product at the end. Mm. And because it's beautiful to watch. The camera work is is lovely. The expressions, the action sequences, the violence, the, the drama of them hanging on the thing, the lightning, um, the shot after the, the, the rain where the 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 high saturated thing and the and the, they've all got like the 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 hyper color and the shadows everywhere as they learn yeah. their as echoing the emotion of the storm having passed um mm. I couldn't ask more from this episode. Yeah, wow. I'm I'm really stuck here because I kind of agree with you Jordan that mm. you know when we're talking, you know, excellent versus essential, do people need to go out and check out this one? And I'm going to say they do. I think I am going to give it a cubic, but only just cuz totally see what you're saying yeah sorry the only reason for me is because i think there's not as many just laugh out loud jokes that i really remember and i think man that's so fucking funny yeah it's more of a story driven episode but i feel like the story beats that they hit are just so on point and i love the character work in this episode and i think this one is one where you can it's an early one that you can show people and go look this is the foundation this is what they were building up here and this is like at the point that they start fucking knocking it out of the park and so yeah it's a cubic for me and that'll equal a dull cubic zirconia all around this will join the ranks of such episodes as crusty gets busted from season one uh bart the murderer bart gets an elephant Lisa's date with density, 
<laughs> in March, we trust spin-off showcase, Realty Bites, HOMR, a bunch of others. Mm. Mm. Feels right. Yeah, I think that feels right. All right, guys. Well, that has been episode 54 of The Simpsons Index. Woo. Yeah, uh, thank you for joining me tonight, Claire. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me tonight, Jordan. You're welcome. And thank you. <laughs> Sorry. And thank what you for joining me, Danny. <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, it's not been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> Did you just try to eat a fidget spinner? <laughs> oh, you, you deserve everything yeah. you get. Well, you live and learn. So what other porns have you guys seen? <laughs> you mean like interesting ones or just like ones? I don't think I've seen a whole porn, actually. A whole like a, well, like the a, thing you is, know... once you've come, you really don't want to watch the rest. Mm. Yeah. I've got other things to do with my day. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want to find out what happens? (laughs) Unless it's so fascinating that you're just like, how? How does she do that? Wow. I would get such a cramp, but she is just, you know, like a boss. (laughs) Jordan, do your own Wilson. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. It's so on point. Yeah. But, 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 but. Okay, Porky, what are you trying to say? Yeah. Krusty can keep three full-size adult women in his pocket. Oh, and a tiny midget. Oh, come they, on, they man. You know how that. that bit was done. What, through the floorboards? Through the curtain behind him. Oh, oh I didn't don't see destroy that. the magic for Do little the... Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, because he pulled his pocket. Yeah, how he... did he get his pocket to stay out like that? Oh, he hooked he it. He hooks it on the curtain. Oh, I didn't see and that. And there's a slice down the back of the pocket oh, where I they didn't come see to... that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the magic is... You didn't see the curtain flutter, though. Oh, that's that's that is, is really cute. The magician's craft. Also really weird. This is the magician's craft. It's, it's very, also a cartoon. Just, they can't actually get that many clowns into a Volkswagen. Like what? <laughs> I like that it was the 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 three oh. dancing girls and not the the cactus or the 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 the, the, the hat stand that no, started. No, haven't you seen Mary Poppins? Come on, man. <laughs> Mary Poppins has a slit in her pocket, didn't you? It's a piece of cake. Whoa. Whoa, Whoa. now. Whoa. Daniel, don't talk about Mary Poppins as anything. Pocket <laughs> slit. Um, anyway. So what do you think about it, Elliot? For some reason, that's what he sounds like in my head. I didn't plan my, my imp- <laughs> image impression out. Shit, I really... Hang on. <clears> Hi, <throat> Elliot J. O'Neill. Oh, God. Why does he sound like 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 Devo? Well, the thing is, when you go for accuracy with an impression, it's either going to be bad or offensive. You have to kind of go as far from accuracy okay. as you can, and it comes yeah, back to enough. funny again. Yeah, if that's uh, not a kid's cartoon, I will eat it. Dick? <laughs> yeah, all right. You were going to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next week on the index. Jordan, stop that. Jordan, what do you think? Um, yeah, it's oh, it's this exact scene. It's, it looks like it's on the Statue of Liberty. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, wow, they're on the Statue of Liberty. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>